0: You, sir. brother thank you <laughs> thank you for coming through thank you for having me uh thank you for doing that sick little sp 404 set i don't know where that's gonna go if it's gonna be now or later in the episode but you will see it um
1: that was dope absolutely that was as i told you that was my first time doing a live set with the actual sp uh, like in front of people so that was cool it was a good experience and you know i'll always remember this as the first time i ever did a live set with an sp so making
0: memories yeah here on the pod i love how your sp also has the donuts on on it you know like the dilla donut but it's like
1: kind of the simpsons movie donut vibe you know what i mean it is
0: yeah i see that yeah yeah it's got the crossover but it also
1: definitely has like an homage right i definitely didn't get it because of the simpsons it just happened to work out
0: okay okay yeah just curious so yeah man if you can just introduce yourself for
1: our listeners yeah um so producer wise i go by going somewhere it's uh going underscore somewhere and somewhere is spelled with a u instead of an o And uh, my actual name is Lucas. So um, yeah, I haven't been going by that uh, name for a long time, going somewhere, but uh, it's very recent. And uh, ever since I kind of got immersed into the Chicago beat scene, that's kind of what I've been going by and I'm kind of growing into it. So yeah, that's me.
0: So I noticed the way you spell it is sum with a U. Is that like
1: a summation? It could be. It could be i think um hopefully i do get the opportunity to talk a bit about what that means today here um we can talk about it right now so let's talk about it <laughs> yeah, yeah so um back. lady sit your ass down oh no it's cool dude i don't mind oh she's actually warming up to me which is cool um or, or she's biting me she out. was don't showing don't her ass she, wants or play. <laughs> she really wants you dude um so before i even had going somewhere um I was making beats in college and, um, there's this app. I I was addicted to my iPad and there was this app. I got an Apple pencil and I was drawing and like, shit, I was just experimenting with art. I'm not really an artist in that sense. I'm just really music. But, um, I, uh, I started making beats, And there was this app where you could make, um, what's the, what's it called where you can like draw pictures in a sequence and it's like uh, stop motion, stop motion. Oh oh, Oh, yeah. Okay. So I would just experiment and draw like stick figure videos, but I made a, I made a beat and I drew this sequence of this guy, um, you know, kind of like going up this ladder thinking he was really like doing something. He was heading to a destination and then, he'd get to the top, jump off thinking it was taking him where he needed to be, and then when he gets to the bottom, he's like making music, th- trying to figure out ways to get to the top of this thing. But at the end of the day, he falls through this black hole and he just ends up right back at the staircase that he started at.
0: Oh, so it's like a loop.
1: Yeah, it's a loop. It's like a feedback loop. It's kind of like mm-hmm. about like the es- existential crisis of like life, like we're trying to all figure out what we're doing and like what mm-hmm. the meaning of it is. Maybe some people don't care as much about meaning as I do, but I was just like, you know, trying to figure it out. And, uh, it was kind of a play on like, I think a lot of people deal with the um, uncertainty of life by trying to go somewhere, Mm. by trying to, um, go somewhere with something. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to pursue. I think it's wonderful. I think it's what makes life like worth living to pursue things. But at the end of the day, you have to keep in mind that, um, especially if you have like trauma or problems or something, and you're trying to run away from it by like reaching some higher up destination, I guess it's just like, the philosophy of keeping that in mind that uh mm, are you going somewhere that's, that's kind of the question
0: that is real like just chasing the dream because that's almost like a cover-up okay okay all right go 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 do your thing that's go. Cool. Yeah, cool. um hold up
1: <laughs> We can just wait till
2: we, your I,
0: yeah i will remember what what is needed to be said lady get your ass out of here you're done you're you're exiled no she was doing so good she was doing really good it's okay um so what i was gonna ask though is um you know like it's like almost like the podcast too it's like the same thing like i'm trying to go somewhere with it but i have thought about that where it's like why am i trying to grow this thing is it for power am i trying to establish a platform and be able to do things from that place i mean for me it's actually about just having cool conversations with people because i think that that's like how you figure shit out yeah i learned at oakton talking about community colleges that a dialectical conversation meaning conversation between two people is like the best way to get down to the bottom of things Mm. um but, yeah, I see what you're saying where it's like keeping the meaning in mind is important because otherwise it's like due to like a cancer cell is just going somewhere. It's not in a good direction for the host. Right. So, yeah, that's interesting, man. Do you try to keep any kind of specific goal in mind when you're moving in a direction?
2: mm
1: I try to stay conscious of my motivations um because i think uh obviously like music and like podcasts it's just a reflection of ourselves in some way that we're trying to express ourselves i think and um so i think i'm always wondering like am i expressing myself in this way because of a healthy desire or an unhealthy desire is it an unhealed un- action or a healed action and uh yeah so I guess uh I don't know. I'm my head's all over the place about going somewhere because I've never actually taken the time to like explain it to somebody. Mm. So um what did you what did you ask? I'm sorry.
0: Just like yeah, no, I think what you were saying about a healthy action versus an unhealthy action. Am I trying to do this to get like attention because I'm craving it? Yeah. Kind of what you're saying. Or like I guess Dude. like what Yeah, sorry. Like
3: doing it for the right reasons and what are those right reasons? Yeah, what would be what would be healthy versus unhealthy? For the love of it, right? Like, sorry, no. No, Yeah, no, Mitch, you're good. Yeah, Yeah, for the love of like doing it for the because you love doing it. Or is it for validation?
0: Or is it? Yeah, right.
1: Or do you because like if you are in it for that, the pitfall of when you don't get it is that you're going to just keep going from one thing to another until you realize that the issue is with you and you need to like sit with that and figure out what the issue is. Yeah. So I think it's, it's really going somewhere. It's like not, it's about what I said with the philosophy, but it's just like in a broad sense of that experience of like, make sure that while you're pursuing these things, you're not neglecting to pay attention to like what you need for yourself. Like, don't just distract yourself with addictions Mm. too. That's such
0: a real thing. I've been thinking about that lately and it's just funny that you brought, and that's kind of like something you think about with your name yeah you know but yeah man we could we could go deep we could we, keep, could we could keep going deep, I mean, the only thing I'll say is like, yeah, just think about that as producers as people for the audience, um but on a more fun icebreakery, yes, note is I ask all of my guests, what was your first concert?
1: oh I saw you guys ask that to care um first concert, damn. Well, if you want to, I don't know if it really counts as a first, but uh, my senior year at U of I, I went and did an open mic at this music venue on campus called Canopy Club and uh, wasn't really a lot of people in the audience, but like it was super, super, super nerve wracking for me to get up and show people stuff.
0: Was it for music or was this like comedy?
1: Uh, No, it was for rapping, Oh, for rapping, okay. And uh, that was kind of the first time I had really done a show in general. And then I ended up finding like a, like kind of a music collective at that school and they gave me opportunities to perform. And then I kind of got immersed into performing. But prior to that, I was was pretty terrified. Like I needed to be pretty um, liquored up before going on a stage. So Mm -hmm.
0: yeah. That's real. I still feel like that sometimes, depending on the stage, for sure yeah well so that was your first concert that you played but like would that be your first concert that you've seen or like that's kind of yeah i was
1: i should have specified more so oh my first concert that i went to you weren't saying that i did no
0: i like that we have that now because that is what i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask more about
1: that okay yeah no uh I hate that this is my answer, but uh, I used to really like American Idol as a kid. Like, I loved that shit. I watched it. Randy Jackson, Paula Abdul, Sanjaya. Sanjaya Malakar, that kid, I think that was his last name. I don't really remember, but he was on the, I think he was on the season when Jordan Sparks won and she beat Blake Lewis, who was like the coolest cat that I'd ever seen. He was a beatboxer, but he also sang, and I thought he was just so cool. Oh
0: yeah! Oh yeah! No, I remember watching that, but I just remember the drama was that Sanjaya was like okay, but he had a lot of support.
1: Yes, and I, I do remember that. Yeah, I think that was his season. I might be wrong, but to answer your question, uh, I used to go. To like there they would do live tours of like the top 10 or 12 people after those seasons were over and i oh. went like eight years in a row to like see the american idol contestants and then kind of fell off of it but i think my first concert like one of the first ones was going to see like jordan sparks and blake lewis and all those other guys like do their american idol shit it's nice. really weird but that was my first concert i think
0: have you ever thought about doing like applying at, or not applying but auditioning for american idol
1: No. And I hate to be like, I don't want to be like a downer, but I guess like over the years, as I started to become more of like a conscious person about how like people treat people, I didn't realize that they like make fun of a good amount of people on that show. And I'm like, damn, like that sucks. Like I used to think it was hilarious and I guess to an extent it is, but like they are making a mockery of people that like probably need therapy. for
0: So like, (laughs) yeah, like people off the street that like (sighs) need therapy. Yeah, for sure. And then also it's like, it's really a singing show. It's not like uh, America's got talent or whatever. Like one of those shows where it's more show me what you got.
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So it's like, if you're not a vocalist necessarily, it's like, like, I don't even think you can just do, like the beatboxing thing you were talking about, like kind of the rapping like yeah. shit, like
1: that only works when it's a secondary thing to the singing on American Idol. 100%. You can't just go up there and spit a 16 and be like, I'm going to Hollywood. It doesn't work like that. I'm sure there's another show for that or maybe there, or I was going to say Wildin' Out, but that's not really an audition. Just <laughs> yeah, Wildin'
0: Out. <laughs> no. Great show still. <laughs> no, yeah. Nonetheless. goofy, goofy show. Word. Okay, cool. So rapping. I feel like you know since we have the tracks
1: yeah so i brought three for y'all today so i and i i think i told you before like if anything gets played i want it to be those three songs
0: okay mace i didn't even tell you but the uh i think i found them okay thank there's you. two folders in the mace file. knows um i didn't check are you gonna drag them into ableton
1: uh yeah Was okay it, uh i didn't check the volume. raps yeah. for podcasts yes yeah, there's three about. there's yeah. always gone um buttery cocky chickens which is so fucking fun and then prada which is oh my god i can't wait for that to come out so just i guess as a quick intro before we listen to any of them are we just gonna what are we gonna do listen yeah no do it uh, do, do an intro so um the song's always gone and buttery cocky chickens are songs that I dropped on SoundCloud within the past few months. And I like made videos for them and put them on my Instagram. And I had like really good reception, especially from buttery cocky chickens. I'm sure the name is partially to help with that. But um, yeah, they're just songs that I kind of like, I think they speak to where I've gotten as an, as a, as a lyricist. Cause I think, you know, even before I made beats, I actually was a rapper, like writing shit as a high school kid about how much I hated my teachers and shit. So like, you know, the classic, like just defiant child, whatever. But anyway, those songs are on SoundCloud always gone and buttery cocky chickens. And I hope to release them as part of a project at some point. But this last song on their Prada is actually a song I made like a year or two ago that was supposed to come out forever ago, but I ended up, changing the beat and laying the song out on a new beat which is actually a beat that i've performed at my sets recently because it's a new beat so and that is in, in essence uh it's just kind of i won't even explain what it's about i think it'll speak for itself but uh if you wanted to possibly play um always gone first that would be cool look into
2: my heart this time don't believe that, that silly lie
1: gone gone you Recycle your yeah. lemonade If art's a medium, Simpson yeah. yeah. Bard is a renegade yeah. Yeah. I know I see a lot, be a lot for these yeah. minute maids Issuing parking yeah. yeah. tickets, yeah. hard to fix yeah. it when dinner's yeah. made Drop the wood yeah. when you finally feel it, Your will split its yeah. fate yeah. I ain't building no yeah. houses with yeah. often yeah. killer yeah. waves You got a wacky yeah. foundation, no longer yeah. seeking things This go home, irritate yeah. my soul, no longer yeah. seeking pain yeah. I can't stand it when people watching but don't support I be people watching too often is something I can't ignore Lately I've been working on how I view me outside the door Of that Stanford Avenue house in Dallas where love was born And now I see love is something stressful, don't need a lord All I really needed was David Tammy, I'm feeling gorgeous Maybe lovable, actually, I can see the floor, kid What you running from, your stomach looks to be enormous I can tell you or shit I go, girl, I'm done, always gone, you see I, oh, girl, I'm done, always gone, you see I
2: own oh girl, I'm the always door you see. I own girl, I'm the always door you see. I own girl, I'm the always door you see.
1: I own girl, I'm done. always gone, you see. I own oh girl, I'm the always door you
2: see.
0: Dude, that was you know, sick. thank you. It's cool because I don't like you know you're chopping up a sample. Yeah, you're making a new melody out of whatever's going on, and to hear you sing the chopped up melody is cool. I don't ever hear that. Thank you. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. I, I guess as I was saying, the American Idol thing, like American Idol. Like I, I kind of like wanted to be a singer originally when I was really young, and so um, I think the singing is kind of like part of me that is like more suppressed or repressed something that I don't bring out as often but I really liked that opportunity to do it on a track so the fact that I use a lot of like 70s 80s soul samples I'm given that opportunity quite often because there's some beautiful vocalists like in that era of music so yeah thank you for complimenting like like mentioning that because yeah I kind of just like freestyled on that part just like vibing with whatever they're saying well it's
0: just interesting because like that's the whole part of like the production aspect where you're just like, all right, obviously this is a great tune already. Like, you know, let's flip it and make it into something else. But then to just like hear you sing the melody is just, I don't know, man, it was just cool. Like I don't hear people doing that. And also I feel like before I was like, you know, like you couldn't try out for American Idol cause you don't sing, but guess what? <laughs> like, <laughs> This man does. So thanks good on you man that's cool that's cool man. so yeah
1: and then um if i don't know if we're just going right into buttery cocky chickens i'd really like to because i think it's yeah let's go let's do it let's Uh, run it i won't even explain it uh this is just such a fun song i'm gonna have to put this out soon but yeah just go ahead run it
3: (laughs) you're all that is left finish it
2: it's
0: like a mario sunshine type (laughs) of beat it's funky
1: bro Hold on I'm buttery like my diction, addiction is never funny Unless you're a pretty person who probably came
2: for money No it to time for this luggage, I'm claiming baggage I'm running, my flight was canceled, but fuck it, I need to leave And I mustn't run into the opposite, exiting the usher, rushing me Telling me I should look out for shit that be right in front of me I can see fine. You're fucking me, telling me that I'm ugly Really, I'm dope and shit, and I know that's why you don't fuck with me Listen, if you're still hating on me, it's cause you tripping I used to see you a monster, and now I see cocky chicken Paradox is a pigeon, to get to know me the distance With Rocky Balboa, hit here in a concrete till
1: he didn't pay. My mama, she won't admit it. But looking back, her and daddy should probably be committed. I used to hate I was living, but now I notice the difference. If I was Jordan, never met daddy's Pippin, I wouldn't be different. Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't be different. Hated everybody around me till I knew what was in me. Now I live among the projections. It's like a mobile city, waking up in different locations, knowing I own the pity.
2: Like when so it be so right I'm now wait time right. right. oh. I don't want to sit I on Oh you say you wanna be
1: wild sample chops here. I was so blown away when I found this sample. It's just beautiful. think this was actually supposed to have one of my buddies on it um so it's just like an instrumental at this point you can cut it mace honestly yeah yeah. but it's really just instrumental at this point but uh yeah i could just listen to this beat all day i just think it's so smooth it's
0: fun i like wanna yeah walk down the street like happy as fuck (laughs) yeah skating around or some shit yeah man yeah skate you skate yeah yeah. yeah i mean not as much anymore because like Falling is that much more painful. <laughs> God, I sound old, but like I just honestly, I don't know, man. I just don't skate that much. I I, I need to buy some trucks because I have a deck and I just like.
1: Longboard or skateboard?
0: Skateboard yeah do you skateboard or longboard? i taught
1: myself how to skateboard when covid hit i was living actually like a few blocks from here with some friends um and i taught myself like in these streets like in the best buy parking lot you picked me up at
0: oh yeah i taught myself there
1: during it's a wonderful spot because that pavement's super smooth and uh yeah uh so yeah i skate a little bit but i don't do tricks because again injury well injury prone and also just old so (laughs)
0: once you start jumping (laughs) off that board (sighs) flinging it around but yeah no like skateboarding is just there's a lot of good music that i learned about through like skateboarding communities and like skate the video game (laughs) mid 90s you see mid 90s The Jonah Hill movie i haven't seen it actually Uh, is it good
2: what
1: yeah y'all should watch that sometime is it about skateboarding yeah but jonah hill directed it but it's like all actors like people who kids who skate like real skaters pro skaters Mm, and it's all about like jonah hill like wanting to fit in as a kid with like skaters and shit i think it's just so sick such a good movie definitely worth your time it's uh the production company a24 they made it oh yeah oh i love everything they touch is gold so so. wait is there like (laughs) a twist
3: at the end (laughs) like most of their movies have like some crazy twists this isn't like
1: a horror uh no no it just it's real raw emotion like what's that called uh mid 90s Mid 90s
0: yeah i've definitely heard of it and have been recommended to watch it there's just so many
1: there's too many good movies
0: yeah seriously I'm uh, I'm curious, like, you know, how did you get into sampling like these 70s and sh- stuff like like the stuff that you're chopping up? Like, how did you get into sampling? Because, you know, there's also the route of like doing MIDI
1: and synthesizers and all that shit. It's a really good question. Um, I have to think about it for a minute. I think, well, I was telling you before uh, we started this podcast today. That uh, I can't, like 2015, 2016, I found this video on YouTube of Joey Badass and Kirk Knight in like their bedroom. Um, They were kids, like kids, kids. Like when Joey was probably not, 1999 probably hadn't even come out yet. Maybe it had, they were just like making a beat on a machine micro with some really chill sample. Um, And uh, again, that that, watching that video made me want to make beats. And when I went and bought it, I think the first thing I did was like, uh, I actually had a record player at the time and I wanted to, like, I think I saw a video of like ninth, you know what I did? I'd watch rhythm roulette. Dude. With the ninth wonder (laughs) one is so so fucking good, good. dude. Oh my God. So that's where I learned. I was, I watched rhythm roulette, all these guys chopping beats directly from the vinyl that they sampled. And I was like, I have to get in on this. This is crazy. Yeah. So I think I, I would like, uh, I'd go to the record store with like a crate and I'd go to like the 75 cent section and leave with like 60 records. Really? Yeah. And I don't, I don't actually, I haven't done that in a long time cause my record player broke. So I just go off YouTube kind of like bogus now, but that's yeah, that's how I do it too. <laughs> I, w- I would love to save up and get, like go to ABT um, mm-hmm. and get, they have like $500 record <laughs> is players. Is it there. ABT mm-hmm. or apt? <laughs> I was actually thinking about that as I said it. I still it. don't know. And it's is like apt. Is it apt? I, w- I went to school
3: with, uh, one of the kids oh it's their last last name name. is apt yeah all right
0: well for chicagoans it's apt i've well damn abt does kind of hit harder it
1: hits way harder it sounds like a court like a corporate like a wild corporation (laughs) apt it sounds like you spelled abs wrong or something
0: yeah Yeah, or like you're talking about an app (laughs) now they're like we're fun you know we're approachable we're not abt we're apt abt sounds like a harder way to say the alphabet like you just skipped a t you know (laughs)
1: <laughs> you mean you skipped to C?
0: No, as in you just went to Oh T. you just
1: fuck fuck all the fuck all yeah. the other letters. Right.
0: For people who are not from the Chicagoland area, because I don't think that they have apt in other areas outside of here, it's just like a great electronic store
1: you guys have been to the, what what's the there's probably a location out by y'all but one i have gone to is like the, Glenview the one. oh the yeah.
0: big fucking warehouse there's yeah. a good skate park over there too is there really right
1: right behind and then the in Glenview, like the one that's right by the train tracks yeah i didn't know wait was wait wait wait, wait wait it's right no, off the like 294 it's like yeah. 294 and yep. like lake
0: cook or something yes yeah i might be thinking of a different one but anyway it's kind it,
1: of not far from Oaken. This It's like five minutes away, probably.
0: Yeah, no, that's the one. That's, that's the, the one. one. Yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah. Behind there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Anyway.
0: Damn, that's cool. <laughs> so you were thinking about going there, getting a nice record
1: player. I, I saw some like cherry red one. Oh. Right. That's exactly <laughs> I what like, I thought. Ooh, dude, cherry? Y'all yeah, about to pull this red. up. Hang on. You, please find it. It was so expensive. And I, I oh, yeah, man. I think they had cookies oh, there that day. Mace, so I, got I, don't, train. I don't
0: even know if we're linked. Actually, no. Now we we I are. Think I about did. It. I oh, you did. got it. Yeah, oh, hang on. Phew, Mace. Knows. Did you find it? I'm curious Mace knows. if they make it anymore. Mace is part of a fret, and he oh, knows. <laughs> <was> not, bro.
1: <laughs> don't you even hang on? <laughs> Cherry red record player. Yeah, wait.
0: That's sick. So, but to get to to is get, get walnut? back, is that
1: sounding
3: right? What? Hang on.
0: Walnut there's walnuts walnuts, see, at.
1: but still not even the cherry but it's 599 dollars. Yeah, you have gotta that's, come that's into some comfort chair, before chair. you buy that thing. yeah
2: Oof. just
1: nice dude
0: yeah i like how it's like minimal
1: but cherry nice. cherry red like that's it's like the the vinyl shiny black vinyl but cherry just mm. beautiful
0: dude. Mm. beautiful and Not like to get caught up in aesthetics, but no. But I mean, you got to get a good needle. You got to get like all the good cables and what I don't know. Yeah, There's, you, you got to do it right.
1: But yeah, that is why I started. I think that's why I got into sampling because I don't have any formal training in instruments. I don't know how to play any instruments, and I think I originally started trying to like come up with melodies, and it was really frustrating because I didn't know music theory, and so I would just put all my stuff away when I couldn't figure it out because I was just bothered. So I'd go back to it the next day, and then. I realized that you could chop samples probably from just like machine tutorials because machine has like a really nice community on YouTube for people to do tutorials. It's wild.
0: Thank you for bringing it back to machine because I think that you're probably one of the first, if not the first producers on the show that's exclusively. DAWless, dude. Yeah. Like
1: using machine. Cause machine is a, is it a dog? It is a doll, though. Oh, it that's is. the misconception. Oh, okay. Because it comes with that hardware. You can use it by itself but like it's got like battery it has, it's and all soft the, you know who uses it ninth wonder in the rhythm roulette yeah, uses oh really? machine the hardware and the software wow so if you ever watch that again but it's just it um it's kind of just like you start on something and you get used to it there's no it's like yeah. if it's not broke why like oh don't yeah fix it there's no reason to go although i will say i think it's got its limitations um and i definitely kind of envy people who, like, know their way around Fruity Loops or, like, um, Logic. Like, those other ones are super useful. I don't know what you – if you have – I'd love to hear, like, your thoughts on Ableton. I think
0: it's great. I think in some ways there is kind of this uh, analysis paralysis where there's, like, so many ways to do something. It's, like, almost about the methodology of doing something. But I mean, so I started on Ableton, so I don't really have, like, any other – like, that, that's what I've been doing for a long time. So I think it's great. I think you can do a lot of things with it. Yeah. Um, and they continue to build it out with, like, Max for Live, which is, like, the community can make plugins and, you know, VSTs and stuff for it, and they work integrated. And I think that's really cool. Um, but honestly, what you were saying about how, like, there's their limitations of the machine, it's, like, in a way that's kind of cool because when you're pushing the thing to its limit, there's some magic there
1: too. I agree. You know who says that exactly what you just said. There's a guy on social media who goes by impression. Mm. Probably maybe you've seen his videos before, but it's I M P R E S H N. He's one of the, like one of the people that I've followed from the beginning, like since I got into beat making videos and stuff. And he, he, he uses Koala, which is on his iPad to make all of his shit. And he said he, I think it was him or someone he knows, like someone was saying they love how there's, there's like limitations to it. And so like, it forces you to like really think outside of the box as far as what you can do. And I think kind of a little different from what you were saying, but yeah.
0: Yeah. But like when, how can I loop this thing? And that's like the, the Dilla, like where it's like, how can I loop this? That it's something completely different. It has a completely different groove. And you wouldn't have known that that was the sample. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's a, you know, and you wouldn't get that way if you're like, oh, okay, I can uh, do all of these other things with it. It's like, this is what we got. This is how we're going to do it. Yeah. You know? Not only
3: that, it, but it gives you like the, like, it forces you to like learn what you have to like the best of your ability. Right. So like with Ableton, I compare it to like, you know, you've got endless amounts of like tweaking at your disposal, which is great. But I'm only going to learn maybe 10% of each item that's in there. I mean, I've got what, like 30, 40 audio effects and then all the MIDI effects and all the different things you can make things interact with each other. When you're like limited to just your one piece of hardware, like I I feel like you, once you master that, you can kind of be like, yo, I can like kind of get whatever i'm looking for out of this
1: you're saying like a even a dollar you're saying like a dollar person
3: yeah like like with your machine man like it, once you like study even if it there are limitations you're like oh man it'd be so much easier if i could just warp this in ableton real quick but like i mean it, it forces you to get creative and find a way around it yep. and then i don't know you you can just kind of bust something out because you've mastered what you have available to you yeah i, I agree
0: You might come to a completely different place with it. I mean, they always say that thing where it's, you know, creativity like inside of a box. or I don't know what the expression is now, but like put yourself inside of a box, basically. When it's it's boundless, it's hard to know what to do.
1: Yeah, I agree. I feel like. It's overwhelming a little bit, I think.
0: I I do try to stay on the trends at the same time. Speak more to what do you mean? Like, I forget what the technology is called but you know the roly c boards where it's like you can like go up and down the keyboard and it accentuates the note it's the same thing with the ableton push three where you can no
1: I'm go not familiar with you
0: can this. go in between notes and it glides between notes depending on where you're pushing it wow um it's kind of midi 2.0 type of deal so when there is breakthroughs in technology i think it's important to keep your eye on it okay and to know yeah. what's out there but you know do figure out whatever tools you like to use and just go with that i there, agree there's something about sampling and this is something that i learned not too long ago is that You know, I was like, oh, I got to like make all my chords and do all that stuff and use a bunch of VSTs. Um, But sampling stuff is freeing in a whole different way. And it's so fun Um, because it's like flipping a picture upside down. And then sometimes I'll add MIDI on top, like some synthesizers on top of it. And then it's, it's at the end of the day, I'm always worried about is this original? Does this feel like a new piece of work? And you can get that through flipping a sample
1: i mean look at kanye like those videos of him in the studio back in the day like making college dropout and all those other albums like he was flipping samples and then playing shit on it i just think it's crazy what you can do but i will ask you guys i'm interested in your opinion because you brought this up what is your opinion on like do you think samples should really like need to be cleared? Like obviously that is the deal, but like, what do you think about like, is it considered stealing or is all music just regurgitated like in a way? Like, I don't know. I don't think it's
0: considered stealing for, I definitely don't think it's considered stealing. If you take the sample, you don't warp it or do anything to it. And then you just put like a beat over it. All right. Like not that creative. Yeah. Um, but, Dude, it's people recycle stuff all the time. We've been doing that forever. I, that's what I think. And also, think? I'm maybe it's be- it would be maybe it would be different if I had a lot at stake, like a lot of money on the line, because someone's stealing this and making a sample out of it, and it's not getting cleared through me. And I could have made like a hundred grand or something. Now I got to litigate, but I just don't think that. that big of a deal i think it's cool man it's like counterculture you're just ripping this shit and making it into something new like that's cool i agree
3: what do you think you know i think that um pretty much what you guys were saying like good art comes from standing on the shoulders of giants right where i mean at least for myself I think starting with the sample is really cool because it can kind of take you in a direction and at least give you kind of like something to aim at, right? Mm -hmm. Or like kind of a backbone. And then you can kind of create off of that where, I mean, you were talking about Kanye, like you listen back to the original samples that he was using and you're like, holy shit, this is a completely different track. Like Otis, dude, the original sample on uh, Watch the the Throne, dude, so different. And like, I think- when you get as creative as you can with that, it's something that's really, really special and you almost do it more justice using it. But then again, I've heard some tech house tracks lately that are just pretty much copy pasting something, putting a new drum beat under it and maybe doing a slight chop. And I'm like, that's pretty fucking lazy. But If you can
0: feel that it's lazy or you know the sample and you know what they did to it and you're like okay you didn't really do that much yeah it's not exciting to me then i'm
1: kind of like eh. this is different but i'm laughing because i'm thinking about like those ads of like that dude doing the drip plug-in and like just the oh, type yeah. of shit like some of those people that are doing like there's running ads for like their beat production classes it's like or like they're showing off like a software like a plug-in it's like these these guys like literally just he's like yeah uh copy paste this loop right here and uh just throw the 88 bpm on there and uh yeah and it's it's over and it's like he fucking did nothing and he's like yeah yeah, yeah. i'm sick now
0: yeah dude (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) that's so i never even thought about it like that i was just i just always thought it was so dumb in the sense that it just didn't sound even the greatest in the first place and also, I watched Kenny Beats just, like, rip it apart one time. Kenny's nuts. <laughs> Shout out, Kenny. Um, but, yeah, that's so funny that it's like, oh, I, I, my flex is that I barely did anything to make this happen. That's not that cool.
1: No, I mean, loops have their place in music production, I think. But, like, if you're not touching a loop, I don't know. I don't know about me, but, like, I, I don't feel good about something I've made if it's a conglomeration of loops like, no, just, I like feel a, the same way. just put a bunch of loops there you're just you know, good at finding patterns that's it and it's like it's like yeah. what they
3: would say about what like pornography like i can't describe it but i know it when i see it that's like the gray area that you have with like sampling other people mm-hmm. where it's like if i can tell you put in some effort into getting and into like making this into your own like i don't, I don't want to say remix but like you're you're kind of putting your own spin on it like I can't tell you what's different from yours versus what the guy next to you did, but you did something right, and he was fucking lazy and just kind of like, yeah, yeah. You can feel that. Wait, what was the pornography reference? Oh, it's, I, I can't describe it, but I'll know that. when I see it. That's literally, I think, how the government described pornography as like when talking about it. <laughs> really
1: government context yes it's a really interesting and like a reference oh
0: (laughs) that's interesting (laughs) yeah dude the quick tangent my tiktok is fucked okay like Mm -hmm. i don't know what's going on i downloaded it literally just to post clips on the podcast and it doesn't know anything about me it's like untrained tiktok
1: Oh, and, you mean and, like without your like without them sensing something about like,
0: you to give you a feed? Exactly, because I haven't like scrolled or liked anything really. It's basically Jay Willie because I liked his page. It was one of our producer friends. It's literally always Jay Willie, and then the next video dude is like, I think it knows I'm a guy. Maybe I entered in information, <laughs> but it's like Uh-oh. it's literally like indigenous tribes of like topless women doing like indigenous <laughs> stuff. So it doesn't get taken down because I guess there's like some it's kind religious of religious or, or, or like, cul- yeah, or I, it's like they're just, you know, like this is going to sound not like primitive, but it's like a, if a tribe is mostly naked or something and they live in wherever the fuck. You know, I guess you shouldn't censor that because that's just like how they are. It's
1: natural to them. But dude,
0: this shit is on my feed, and I'm just like, is it because I watched it for like three
1: seconds and was like, mm. what is this? I Dude, think about my that. TikTok is cursed. I think about that all the time. I think about like even on Instagram, you look like one chick in a bikini, and Instagram makes you look like the biggest pervert ever. <laughs> You're just like, dude, <laughs> no, I gotta get out of here. Like a dude that's like, yeah. I wanted to see beats. I don't need to see like all these random chicks. Like
0: you gotta go on and then like be like not interested. Calm down. Algorithm, horny-ass algorithm. No, nah, for real.
1: I opened my Instagram. I got to, like, fucking tuck that shit before I... Like, it just looks bad. Like, like
3: <laughs> Yeah. No, I get it. I but, feel like, yeah, the algorithm can just kind of place you... They in, can. ...in a box and then just be like, well, other guys his age liked this, so we're just going to push it on him because we think he'll like it, too. Like,
0: I mean, you, it's not like you don't like it. It's just you're just like, this <laughs> right. is triggering right this. now. Yeah. I didn't need... I was trying to do something productive, and now I'm just
1: not thinking yeah i just i don't know i don't know like their their algorithm is it's it's, the algorithm in general that whole concept of an algorithm is really interesting to me yeah seems like it doesn't always work like the way (laughs) we wish it would
0: we're in a weird trial and error period right now with the algorithms um thank you for letting me talk about my cursed tiktok um I need to pee real bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I, break, I, I should have peed before. No, nah, I'll good. be right back. If you guys want to chat it up, I think we should
3: also. Well, no, I'll just.
0: I I have some thoughts. I'll... Yeah, man. What
1: are we talking
3: about? God, thank God you're back, Jerry. We were just. <laughs> we didn't know what to do without you, dude. We what
1: were... would you do without
3: me? Um, I wanted to
0: just kind of go back to when did you get the SP? And I want to kind of talk about the SP and just like that in the beat maker community and its importance. It's just unanimous, you know, you
1: see it all the time. So, yeah. Um... So I, during COVID, COVID was pretty recently new. I moved from Park Ridge area to, or Lincoln Park, I guess, because I was living in there in the summer before I went to school. I moved to U of I and um, it was during the time of COVID where we were getting like, you know, if you had a job, you were getting um, like that money every couple of weeks from the government, like whatever, like the, what is it called? What am I, why am I blanking? Stimmy, bro. Yes. Sim- yeah. And uh, I was getting like, 1400 something every two weeks and i was not working so i was just like oh yeah skating around i was going to there's a hamburger place in lincoln park uh something dog clark street dog how dog house dog house, dog yeah. house beer garden that place is so good oh
0: dude. dude that place
1: is good yes insane that place is good i, bro. I was like probably their number one customer for that summer dude
0: go ahead i'm sorry this is i went there yesterday i went to this place called fatso's last stand you ever go there no dude i just love the name fatso's you're like yeah
3: i'm gonna like eat a burger yeah it's just like it's like top 10 burgers in chicago by like locals would say fatso's it's a a quick like greasy burger but it's over there there. yeah it's dirty anyway
1: for my well i don't want to get lost on burgers because we can fucking (laughs) go off on burgers uh for like my birthday my buddy and i went to um like all cheval or oh, whatever yeah. that place was sick yeah was so good, i think dude. that was the place we went to unless it was a different place there's
0: back. also a small show i just went to that one two weeks yeah. ago yeah just as good but yeah they do the burger the same yeah dude so good oh my god
1: well yeah and so anyway we were making i was making a lot of money doing nothing so i was just like enjoying <laughs> spending it like an idiot you know holding on to it but not really holding on to it so i like invested in a uh Fender Stratocaster, like, or I think that's how it's, what it's called. I got like a, like it was a cool color and an amp and I was just like getting music equipment because I'd never had that type of money at my disposal. And I'm, you know, a kid. So, um, anyway, um, I wanted to learn how to use an SP for a long time. And, um, I think I went online with like some of that money and I found a used one for like $300 and I bought it once I moved to Champagne and that roll, that SP four hundred four that I just did a live set with you all that stayed untouched in the box for the past two and a half years. And I opened it about four or five months ago and started really? learning how to use it. I think, I mean, four or five, it might've been six months ago, but yeah, uh, I've, I i did not open it cause I was always kind of, um, overwhelmed by like, fuck, like I really want to learn this, but I really don't like, there's just, it's just overwhelming. And I didn't really know what I was going to do. But then I met before lasers at an open beats event and I went and I saw how everyone was using these SPs and I was like, damn, these things are sick. And I started like I was kind of like I was just drink I get drunk at the bar and I'd go up to all these music people I'm like tell me about your experience with the 404 like I haven't opened it and I was just saying it to everybody trying to understand like I think I was just looking for some confidence to like get it going and everyone was like dude you just got to plug it in like you just got to do it it's not that hard it's just like you don't even have to produce just do they gave like some people gave me some people to like look up like there's a lot of really good people online who uh Do tutorials for the SP and that's kind of how it worked. It went. So I I've had the SP for about three years and I've been using it for six months. (laughs) Essentially. I I feel like I get
0: what you're saying though. There's kind of a, um, like a culture behind it. It's like, you got to do it right. If you're going to do it almost. Yeah. but, it's a it's a cool piece of gear and for lo fi music or just like beats I think I called it a 405 earlier by the way I don't know if I did 404 40 <laughs> there's also the new one there's the the new one's like pretty cool what is right? what
1: is it the the, the mk2 mm, yes the mk2 90 yeah. percent of people that I've seen in the music in the beat community in Chicago use maybe 90s high 80 percent use that device like if you looked at a set where they all had to set up before it's like eight uh, MK2s, a machine, and then some guys like DJ, like Pioneer yeah, DJ, like, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, that's it. So it's beat makers, like, seems kind of like an essential. It's like yeah. you're a Jedi. Like, why don't you have a lightsaber? You know, it's like, that seems to be the tool of choice for a lot of people.
0: It, yeah, it really, there's so much love for that uh, little guy. But, yeah. you know, I feel like we can talk a little bit about like the open beats because that's actually where we met. And just like that idea in general, because other people do similar concepts, but we met at Dorian's. Your set was right after mine. Yes. My set, I they were like, dude, you should, uh, you know, download like Koala. You were talking about Koala before, which is kind of like a little sampler. It's kind of like an SP on your phone, right? Yeah. Not as much functionality, similar tools.
1: And it has some similar effects.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So just to spice up the tracks you want to play, I literally played my tracks off SoundCloud, off uh Cares computer, and one of the tracks was an ad, like an ad started playing. I was like, whoa, 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 hold on. That's not it. Like, I had to, like, back it up. But it was cool. It was cool. Um,
1: I feel like I remember that.
0: But <laughs> what I was trying to say is just these, these nights where uh, producers can go out and... Play a little set, share some beats. I think it's a, I think it's a cool concept, and I'm glad that we have a few of them in Chicago. There's open beats at Dorian's, right? There's Open Swim. Open Swim.
1: Um, there is, well, I don't know if it, what it's called, but Brooke, uh, Brookfield the Vines and Vinyl Store they do one once a month. Okay. Then there's Miyagi Records, Southside. They do the Chop and Block does an event once a month, mm. just about. I think so there's like five or six different groups or places that host events. And then the one you were telling me about that you did with care Package this just weekend.
0: Yeah. That was more of like a, they kind of did like a little DJ set action, but it was similar open format, you know, play whatever you want. Um, I have thought about doing like a straight up open beats thing at that venue, but we'll see. That would be a to, good to, idea to be determined. Um but yeah like how did you hear about some of these places like cuz I heard about it through Care I wouldn't have known
1: otherwise So it's a really good question cuz as I told you I found like a a hip hop collective when I was in school at University of Illinois really helped me kind of get like my feet like get the ground running with like putting myself out there on a stage and that was kind of my first experience with like performing and like working in a collective in any capacity in general so Of course, when I found that collective, it was the coolest thing ever, and I got home, and I was kind of detached from it, because I wasn't there, and they do, like, these weekly meetings, so I kind of felt, like, um, not, like, excluded, but it was, like, it's hard to feel a part of a group when you're not in the same area as the group, you know what I mean? So, it's just, like, they're meeting, they're working, they're collaborating, they, like, you know, will ask you to get involved in some capacity, do a song with them, but it just wasn't the same, so... Um, I'm like, you know, we live in Chicago. I live in Chicago. Like I live outside of Chicago, right outside. Like there's gotta be something. So I actually went on reddit and looked up like chicago music beat scene like just really obscure searches and i ended up finding a few guys who like posted that all of these different accounts and all of these different people to follow and i just sent dms to like these random different random people who were like yeah you want to go to this event on this day you want to follow this account most people's best advice was like follow these accounts and i did it and one way or another i think i heard about open beats and i went and uh I uh saw this big, big dude by the door when I walked into Dorian's and I thought he was a security guard. So I asked him how much cover was <laughs> and it was actually before lasers and he's like, I don't work here. I was like, Oh, like what are you here for? Are you here for the event? He's like, Yeah, I pretty much like run Duck World, help run duck world. and um so then anyway he helped me get like um acclimated to the whole community. And ever since I've just been kind of like meeting people when I go out to these events. It's a really um nice, inclusive community. All the people are really cool. I think over i think producers are better people than rappers in my i mean i don't think that goes without like it's not too hard to think about but i just i think producers are just like really nice people for the most part
0: i feel like there's less words spoken you know what i mean like rappers have that thing where it's like what did you say on this track and like you gotta stick to that almost yeah you know producers is just like just
3: sounds
1: yeah i don't know i guess i've met are what we gonna say no man oh i was gonna
3: say i i mean i don't know i haven't been in the rap community at all but from what i can tell from the outside it's like probably a little bit more competitive than the beats right like i don't know i feel like producers are always like trying to hold each other up and like push each other up to yeah. next levels and with rap it might and again i don't know but it might just be a little bit more like you know i'm trying to like one up i'm trying to like you know
1: i think it's more be ego the best one yeah because could be. I mean, it could be. I mean, if you think about it, well, we, I think we were talking about this earlier, but like kind of like the going somewhere thing, I don't want to apply going somewhere to everything, but like, uh, <laughs> cause I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, rappers, not that like a lot of people make like rap and write lyrics to heal from things or to express themselves. I'm not saying all rappers are like egotistical people. I'm just saying like, not all producers have to get up and show their shit. They all will no. spend time in their room making it. So you really know that they are in it for something genuine. I think there are quite a bit of rappers out there who are not in it for a genuine reason. And it speaks through their artistry. That's why I think you can, I don't think rappers are bad people. I just think it's easier to identify authenticity in producers.
0: Yeah. For, I, I completely agree. I feel like it's just like the the format, you know, when you're talking you know versus a sound like you can hear a chord and it's oh that sounds sad or but if someone's telling you about a story that's legitimately sad you're just yeah that's sad yeah you know it's almost it's more explicit for sure so i feel like it's easier to judge you know yes i feel like that's part of it but also you probably have an interesting take because you both rap and produce
1: yeah you know i don't know it's hard because i don't think there's no i've never been immersed in like a Chicago rap uh community i think i might enjoy it but for some reason i i think there is like a thicker air of competition like you were saying that might not make every room feel as welcoming as an open beats or an open swim might feel i think it's a little more cutthroat in that scene than producing is for some reason it's just a it's vibe just I it's think.
0: making me think of like eight mile you know what i mean that <laughs> yes. wasn't that wasn't everyone go up and just do your little ditty it was nah
3: like you got to compete for the throne if, if you're not showing up like we're you're, not going to show you love you're getting like,
1: booed it, yeah and like probably even your ass kicked <laughs> in yeah. the trailer park or something imagine going to an
3: open beats and everybody hates your beats so they you kick imagine? your ass, dude.
1: oh my god dude white claw to the face how do you even fucking
3: how does one even beat battle like
0: that <laughs> just, they just did like throwing kick drums at each other <laughs> no it's stupid it would uh, never happen just like wouldn't work yeah no. I don't know. It is interesting though. So just to go back to the open beats thing for just a sec. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that you're, you know, like blossoming in that community. Whenever I see you at something I'm like, "Damn, I wish I was there. That, that looked cool." That's cool, bro. There's
1: a lot of love at those events. Good people. I've uh you know, um I think uh yeah. Um I don't I don't exactly I know you wanted to get back to the topic of Open beats, but I guess I just what I will say. Um, I think I don't know what you guys' personal experience has been like fitting in with people, or if you've like always known who your group of people was, or if you've struggled to find it along the way. But I definitely feel like, me personally, I've kind of always felt like this um pressure to fit in with certain crowds that are not really my people, and um. It's kind of you leave those environments feeling shitty or like you feel like you're trying to be something that you're not. I just feel like in the midst of these producers, um, these people in the open beats community, it's like I feel like I'm breathing a little easier around these guys. It's just like they feel like more like home to me than I've felt around a lot of people. I think musician, musicians in general, I feel at home, but especially people that do something so specific like in this niche of like production and of lo-fi shit it's like a very obscure thing that we all do i mean it's it's not rare but it's it's obscure in the sense that not everybody does it i kind of contradicted myself so just cut that out or don't
0: <laughs> no i i get what you're saying there is uh like me and mace have a crew of producers and i don't even know what genre we would even bass music and like house yeah, all and over UK the place bass, Man, and techno what's or... music
1: like I jung- don't, like jungle shit? Yeah, or I or don't jungle, know. i jungle's we, sick.
0: I feel like you like bass music could be like jungle, drum and bass, uh, dubstep, what like anything that just has like a heavy low end um could be like a bass, experimental bass. But then again, like when I say that, it's not really representative because it's just kind of electronic music in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when I'm with them and like we go to these primary functions, it's just like all love man i don't feel like stressed out like i have to be act in a certain way and yeah it's nice because you you all know that you you've dealt with the same struggles mm. trying to figure out how to make stuff and you know be
3: genuine and, and it can be hard too when you're like surrounding yourself with those people like you mentioned that like you know maybe trying to like fit into a group that's not really for you Mm -hmm. especially if they're at a different skill level than you sure right so you're like kind of looking up to them in a way and you're like oh shit like you know these guys are doing so much better than me i gotta try and mimic this or be like this i mean it adds all that pressure yeah it takes away from like you actually finding out your sound and Mm -hmm. at a you know more meta level like who you are yes
0: true I would also say that potentially that's a good way to learn is like having like a mentor, but you really got to find the right person. So definitely. Yeah. I I also just real quick wanted to talk about your videos on Instagram and whatnot, because I think that those are so engaging and having your dog. It's like, you know, those dudes that play guitar for the dog, they play like nylon string guitar and the dog's just like sitting there like, this is nice it's kind of the same thing, but with the SP and you're just jamming and you're with your dog in the forest. And
1: yeah, um, I'm glad you asked that. Cause it gave me the opportunity to shout out someone who's been like, had a significant impact on my like growth just as a person, a couple people, there's this guy, uh, his name is John Bennett. He goes by Kilroy on Instagram. He's just a phenomenal, phenomenal producer, um, who lives in Alabama. um, And I came across him on Instagram because, well, of course I just like beats. So he was like, the algorithm probably tossed in my way or he followed somebody or someone followed him, but he would host these like beat, uh, these, these, um, he would have a, he would make a drum kit. So he makes drum kits and like, they're fucking phenomenal. Hmm. And I was looking for drum sound. So I purchased one of his kits and I, um, or actually I think, um, I don't have to tell the origin story of that, but anyway, like I started getting his kits and he, and I would tag him in the posts and um, he kind of started showing love and he followed me. So like we kind of got connected that way and, He, uh, he has like a really cool setup. Like he'll bring a tripod like you have here and he'll set it up like in a park and he'll be on a swing and he'll have his SP and he'll just make a fucking beat video. And I'd never seen somebody do that. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. And of course, at the time when I found him, my SP 404 was still clean in that box that I hadn't taken it out of. So, but anyway, um, I, once I learned the SP, I kind of, um, in order to, I was like really starting to fuck with like how to get more engagement on Instagram. Cause y- y- you're right. Like people will listen to something more if you're sitting there doing something rather than just like a picture of an album cover. Like a lot of people won't listen to just that people, more people will listen to something they can watch. Kind of like we were talking about with the podcast. Are yeah, you really the, doing the clips, a clips?
0: Po- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You
1: need something to like, to look at. It's just kind of the day and age we live in. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, I just, he he pulls up and he puts his phone up there and he's got a fisheye lens. And of course, um, so once I started using like the SP 404 and I was using his drum kits, he would host these drum kit, uh, competitions where he's like, whoever makes the best beat wins. And he had a competition for this kit that he came out with called the country kit or the Voyager kit. There were two different competitions. I think it was the country kit and I got into making videos and I'd never done it before, but I started having a blast. And it was like, as soon as I got home from work, I started making a beat and I was, it was just such an exciting process of like, holy shit, this is going to be sick. What do I do for the video? I even put a wig on for a couple of them looking I like Igor yeah. Just yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. around. just having a good time thinking about like, you know, if I look like an idiot, like like just look kind of funky with this wig, like people will definitely be like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" and just press on it, and then it's good. And or naming a song "Buttery Cocky Chickens." Like I've figured out, there are ways that you can kind of get people, you know, it, more interesting words yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, long story short, I learned a lot from that whole thing with beat making videos from Kilroy and how he does things because I just thought it was so cool the way that he formatted his videos. And so I've played around with like different angles and stuff. And like, I'll go in the forest and like with scotch tape, cause I don't have, I didn't have a tripod and I'll like tape my phone to a tree and like mm. make a beat on a log. Like, it's just so fun. It's, it takes it to a whole nother level. It's just like full creative freedom that you had as a child. It's just like, you're able to just, it's like coloring on the walls, dude. It's fucking awesome.
0: Yeah. That it's more than just, Oh, here, listen to this. You have a visual thing. I'm having fun. you can get, it's just more uh input or it's output fun. well yeah, yeah.
1: and I, I just i like i love film i love movies I like like i'd love to be a part of like a production team for a film one day like i think that'd be so cool and i just i love capturing things on film i think film is one of the coolest things of like human creation i think it's the coolest thing ever yeah we replicated the eye bro <laughs> like our
0: better eyes you know like this camera sees better than i
1: can it's ridiculous it's ridiculous like just what we can capture in a in a like a cinematography way it's just fucking
0: i remember i saw you at the last open beats and you're like dude i just love editing i was like dude i fucking hate editing (laughs) (laughs) like i like it in the creative thing but when it comes down to it it's like there's only so much time in the day and uh i don't know if i've said this on the podcast but it's like editing for me whenever i make a clip that's not necessarily linear like if i'm grabbing things from the podcast it's like (laughs) I know I'll figure out a way to stitch this together, but it's a puzzle right now. It's like a problem. Like I got to figure it out by the end of it. I figure it out.
1: Yeah. It can be, it can be daunting though, because there are those projects. I'm sure you both relate there's so much you got to figure out, but the track is so good. But like you procrastinate because of the overwhelming amount of shit that you're going to have to do to actually get that song out there. And it's almost like more comfortable to like leave the track on there and never touch it just because it's oh, like yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Because
0: yeah, you don't want to fuck it up either no,
1: because if you fucking put it out there and it's like, fuck, I should have, you know, like you could have made it better. And it's like, it's almost like keeping it a fantasy, and never letting it actually come into fruition it's 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 fucked i think all of us do that to some extent
0: oh yeah dude it's i mean sometimes you just straight up find or don't have the file like the project file you're just like i guess that's what it is you know dude that's the worst yeah that happens the project files corrupt or whatever oh
1: dude that that's bogus they need to patch that shit these companies that i mean like i'm not trying to like start beef with like machine or native instruments or something it's just no, it back sucks. Back your
0: shit up, yeah. Back your
1: shit up, baby. Yes, I still don't do that. I'm like, I'm not gonna do it, but like, I
0: say it a lot. But I'm like, uh, I back up. I don't even want to talk about backing up because now, <laughs> now I'm gonna like curse myself. Knock on wood. Um, yeah, no, I
1: gotta fucking. It's crazy.
0: Anyway, yeah. So like, do you have any? I don't know video ideas that you really want to do, but you're like
1: waiting to do for some special reason or not waiting. There are some that I would like to do, but that I guess maybe it's social anxiety or just self-consciousness that prevents me. Like I would really, really love to set up a tripod on the Metro and do a fucking like beat set on the way downtown or just make a live video with the fuck. You got the city going by like, What could be cooler than that? Um, Yeah, that'd be cool. I would like. I guess
0: the one fear would be like some dude like jacking your shit. Well,
1: I guess that is a fear. That wasn't even my. It's more of just like (laughs) that's my fear. (laughs) Well, yeah, I guess I just like I'd be like I don't know. I I need to. It's just something I'm working on, but it's just like if there's like a bunch of people on the train and they're like, "Who's this guy making a beat video?" I just I don't know. That's just I need to. I kind of want to put myself in more public spaces. Like I'd love to fucking go to Lakeshore Drive, like on the concrete beach area, and make a beat video with the rake in the background like how fucking sick would that yeah yeah. and
0: people going along the path dude that would
1: be sick that so those things there's nothing i'm really waiting it's more of like um but you know what it's like i've kind of i've started to exhaust my backyard and the forest reserve near my house so like eventually i'm gonna have to start getting out and doing (laughs) things more and i just invested in a tripod and a couple other things so like uh yeah that's i'm 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 looking forward to like the the cool videos i come up with because i definitely think the, within the next year there's going to be like a metro video that happens and i'm so excited for when that does i'm picturing right right now i think it's going to look sick how fun would that Never be do, yeah or if you even did a like imagine a live set you know what's crazy this is a little different but uh there's a whole beat scene in new york as i'm sure you could imagine they just have the fucking sickest artists in new york but um there's a guy um that i've like learned about um Uh, there's this whole scene in New York, like they kind of, they kind of, and you, you couldn't really get away with this on the CTA. Um, but I think in New York, the way that they got exposure is they would go, um, they would go on the trains with like a giant speaker and just perform on the fucking train. And like people digged it yeah and they would go with like a bunch of their friends and just get on the train and they would bring sps and they would do their shows live sets on the train like i just i think shit like that is so sick and i would love to like i've I've thought about wanting to get the beat community together to have people do something at the beach i think that would just be fucking awesome
0: dude you should get connected with like tango and uh i don't know who else runs it besides tango and maybe motion but they do beats on the beach they have a thing
1: they have a thing i
0: bet you they would do a, i mean i'm not gonna speak for you uh, you know tango i'll talk to you. uh but like i feel like they would love to have you especially you did like a something different like an sp set or oh. whatever you know that'd be
1: cool thank you tango and you said it's called what's it beats on the beach Beats on the beach yeah
0: i'll connect okay. to you guys i yeah, don't know please there i don't think there's like a permit involved i think there's just like you just go out there and do it. Mm. If it got shut down, you
1: know, it would probably only get shut down if it was like rowdy and a lot of people had alcohol or something. I'm sure that they would shut it down, but yeah, it was just like way too loud or something. Yeah. But no, I, I just think, I think it, I think, uh, you know, I think the beat community would really benefit from getting exposure to different parts of the city. Even when we don't have an actual venue to perform at, like no one is telling you, you can't pull up on a corner and pull out your SP. Mm-hmm. No, i mean other than shit getting jacked i guess that is a <laughs> Pull weird. out your
0: sp like game boy sp
1: oh no <laughs> <laughs> um so, <yeah. laughs>
0: all right so what this is, this is what i wanted to do i wanted to play that last rap track because i know that we
1: did we finish all of them oh, or we didn't we, play we, we, prada? Didn't play prada we got, we got yeah. off on a prada, tangent we got to play yeah. we started talking about drinking podcast jesus ooh. yeah yeah okay yeah so prada so let's play
0: prada so we can uh, you know finish out the rap stuff and then we'll play a couple more beats yeah, and yeah, do yeah.
1: some wrap-up questions i have some other questions to ask
0: um anything else to say about Because i know you gave it a little preamble
1: yeah i would actually like to say something about Prada. so kind of fits with the theme of the going somewhere idea but um i noticed that when i started getting around like the like music communities and champagne like the rap scene i was really um kind of like bummed and disinterested in a lot of stuff that rappers were talking about. I just thought it was all very surface level. I've always thought that about a lot of rap. It's just like a lot of people talk about shit that's not that deep. And I think... Like material things. Materialism. materialism, It's just stuff that's surface level that doesn't help anybody. And I'm not saying that that stuff doesn't have its place. I think all art has its place. It belongs. I mean, unless you're like condoning killing people or something, then I would probably say like, no. But if you're talking about like stuff that's happened that you've seen i don't i don't think all music has to help people i'm just saying like uh yeah No, i see what you're saying yeah so what was i talking about i lost my train uh prada oh yeah prada so basically it was just kind of like my growing dissatisfaction with the state of rap in a lot of ways and kind of how like i've been dealing with a lot of my own personal shit that's just like a lot deeper than you talking about eight women in the back of a limo that you never rode in that you never slept with so like i don't really care to listen to what you're talking about or
0: like the lambo that you rented for the day that come you're gonna on, pretend to pretend you own
1: yeah come on so that just, does sound fun for a music video of course yeah. just looking rich for a day like i don't know <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I, d- yeah. I understand like different cultures different backgrounds people have different motivations to do things for different reasons I'm not really knocking anybody but i can't lie about the fact that i'm disinterested in a significant amount of rappers that i hear because i think you're 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 like you're um you're at a lower state of being it seems like you're like you're your state of consciousness you're you're like rapping about trivial things that don't matter
0: Mm, yeah you're like getting caught up in the
1: the bs the bs the uh, yeah and So basically that's Prada, and I'm talking about what my experiences have been and kind of why I'm disinterested in service-level shit at this point. So that's what this is. Word. All right. Let's run it.
2: Y'all just want the Gucci Louis Prada I'm just tryna separate me from my father Pardon me if when I heard your shit I never got up Y'all just chillin on the surface I'm analyzing my trauma Prada, Prada, Prada Y'all just want the Gucci Louis Prada I'm just tryna separate me from my father Pardon me if when I heard your shit I never got up Y'all just chilling on the surface I'm analyzing my trauma Prada, 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 the Prada. The Prada, Prada, Prada. Uh, Maybe the city's mad Maybe the kid is good Maybe I'm not my dad uh, Maybe you want the bag Maybe the Chitty's good, maybe you want the ass. Uh, I know I'm moving past, I know I'm doing good, I know I'm off the map. <laughs> I know you do the dash. I know you got the goods. I know that you wear a mask. Y'all just want the Gucci, Louis, Prada. on is just tryna separate me from my father. Pardon me if when I heard your shit I never got up. Y'all just chillin' on the surface. I'm analyzing my trauma. Prada, Prada, Prada. Y'all just want the Gucci, Louis, Prada. on all just tryna separate me from my father. Pardon me if when I heard your shit I never got up. Y'all just chillin' on the surface. I'm analyzing my trauma. Prada, Prada, Prada. Can I be salty? I'm in the ocean. I'm the only kid I knew who ripped his stomach. Off. Hoping. What you know about a body dysmorphic distortion Or an anxious style of attaching to your abortion Um, maybe nothing if I'm being honest No surprise, I got nothing in common with these noodle ramans I would probably be the same if I never acknowledged All the pain that was buried deeper, I'm living conscious Look, y'all just want the Gucci, Louis Prada I'm just trying to separate me from my father Pardon me if when I heard your shit I never got up Y'all just chilling on the surface I'm analyzing my trauma, look Prada, prada, prada Y'all just want the Gucci, Louis Prada I'm just trying to Trying to separate me from my father. Part of me, if when I heard yo shit, I never got up. Y'all just chilling on the surface. I'm analyzing my trauma. Prada, rotta, rotta. Hey, bounce, bounce, bounce. Y'all don't wanna hit me out, out, out. All you wanna do is bounce, bounce, bounce. Y'all don't wanna hear me out, uh. Yeah,
1: dude. Cool. Dig that. You had yeah,
3: something to that. say in that one, man. That was yeah, clear. How did you become so introspective?
0: You know what I mean, like. <laughs> You know, you were talking about like healing from your trauma, and I don't think that a lot of people really fully understand what doing that is and doing that work because you see a lot of people walking around with trauma and they don't know how to address it. I'm talking about myself. I'm talking like everyone's got that, but at least I think you're trying to put in the work to deal
1: with it. It's a really good question, Jerry. Um, So... I think, uh, I've been in therapy for eight years with the same dude. Really? Yes. And I was really happy to see that y'all talked about, uh, that Kara brought up therapy for him and that yeah. significance in his episode. Cause I was hoping to get the chance to like bring it up at all today. Um, yeah. eight years of therapy with the same dude. Um, <sighs> therapy is so important. I think even if you didn't have trauma growing up, like you didn't go through things, like it's just important, I think, cause I think life is difficult and emotions are confusing sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I think, um, eight years of therapy and like, I guess without giving you the whole nine, um, yeah, go as deep as you want to just, yeah, no, I just, yeah. I want to like keep it, you know, so I think, um, years back I like got involved with people romantically and had all of these like intensely scary emotions come up like abandonment fears like but you don't really know you're not conscious like oh yeah that's an abandonment fear you are you know five six seven eight years later but like in the moment it was so intensely terrifying like new first relationships and stuff and kind of like um what the untrained eye would say is that, uh, you acted crazy. Um, and it was kind of like, I would, I dated people and just like had n- absolutely no ability to form a secure attachment to an individual. And I would kind of like think that people were trying to like abandon me in some way. And just like, I didn't trust anybody. And I, I would, um, kind of just act out my trauma in those ways. I would act out my anxieties because I'd had no idea that these things were like stuff, coming from dynamics within me that I'd internalized from the past. And, um, so like making a lot of mistakes in relationships and feeling like the people on the other end of what I was doing were the issue, having to like continually go to therapy and talk about the frustration you were feeling about a partner. And then realizing after years that like, you acted out in a relationship because you were afraid, because you couldn't trust, because you had abandonment issues, because, because like it's really hard. I think with therapy and with trauma and, and with like people, because like kids aren't gonna like high school kids don't understand why someone does something. You kind of just get labeled as crazy by like a couple people that that if you act out in a relationship. But then I think as people mature, they start to kind of like understand this stuff a bit more. But basically, long story short. I had bad relationships, like a few bad relationships with women where, um, like I thought that they were doing things that weren't really happening. It was more of just like insane anxiety. So it, the, the therap the therapeutic work is to, to dive into why you feel this way in the first place. Cause you don't come in to the world in the first place, like feeling like, I mean, I, we, that's a whole nother conversation, yeah, no, no, I know, but, I hear you. but it's just like, uh, you um learn attachment from those significant caregivers in your life and if there's something off there it's probably going to come up whether you're conscious of it or not i mean it's definitely going to and i think we have this tendency humans have this tendency to like this repetition compulsion where like you you can end up getting drawn to like very similar people in adult relationships that remind you of your parents in like a very sick way Um, And so I think a lot of people are dating their parents in other guises. And I think I've just learned over the years that like, kind of like what I was talking about with trying to fit in with the wrong people. Mm -hmm. um, I've just spent years in therapy trying to um, kind of like unpack trauma from the past, understand why my parents were the way that they were. um, And like what unhealed things about them kind of translated to like, me not learning how the world worked in the right way, or just like how their unhealed trauma got put onto me. And then how I started to go into relationships and just like project, project. I think projection is like one of the biggest issues that our generation has. I think we all project onto each other. Some projection isn't yeah. really bad. Cause like if you love yourself, you're going to project that love onto others. Kind of like Mick Jenkins talks. I don't want to sit here and quote Mick Jenkins, but he talks about that. And it's just like, I don't know. I think, uh, I'd say the biggest thing to answer your question is um, moderating projection, understanding where your projections and your your desire to project comes from and learning how to kind of master the art of knowing where you start or where you end and another person begins, knowing when something is about you and when it is about another person. Because I think as children, we can tend to take personally the shortcomings of our caregivers and we internalize and blame ourselves because um well it's kind of scary to imagine that the people that we see as large looming figures that are supposed to protect us actually are flawed so children will often internalize like the negative traits of their parents and blame themselves and i think we grow up with shame and hating ourselves for that reason so i think you just have to like really learn where your self-hatred came from and learn how to be, you have to like be in the midst of people who like almost rewire the way that you relate to yourself. Cause I think the way that you relate to yourself translates to everything. So my introspection has come from eight years of therapy. Yeah. Fucked up relationships where I was the wrong in the wrong and then fucked up relationships where the other person was in the wrong. And it's just like,
0: and unpacking like doing the work to unpack. I mean, what you said about attachment things, there's like, like three, I think there's four actually attachment styles that you have there's like securely attached to your parents insecure and then there's like there's like another one where you like take different postures and I don't know I've learned about it a little bit but I definitely know what you're talking about with when it comes to relationships and I just was curious because I do think therapy is so useful and I wish I had more money to like spend on it just to have someone and and, and especially to work with someone for 8 years same person or different? Same guy, and I will say yeah. to
1: your point about money because I know that's a huge barrier for a lot of people with therapy. Um, when I got into it, it was obviously my parents paying for it because I was young. Yeah, and then um, I've gotten to a place where this like this guy understands that I couldn't like be a- afford to pay like whatever. And I think he uh, he's reduced the rate for me mm. because we've been working together for so long. I think, yeah. but uh, that's nice. Yeah, I'm that's sorry, cool. but yes, the same guy for eight years, which I think is that's not something you find all the time because not everybody finds the right person you, at all. Do you ever
0: feel like he's not as objective as he could be because he knows you for eight years? Or do you think he like, cause that's like the thing that I always seek is that I want to find someone who I trust, but just is going to give me objective feedback and it's not going to be colored by, you know, you know, past trauma that they have like oh dude that they're just trying to fuck you over or something you're like dude really like i didn't think that they were but i just felt weird about it and then you know what i mean it's like who you confide in is super important and i think just having that unbiased whatever person that can just help you dialectical conversation the thing i was talking about before and just like unpack shit yeah i just think that's so valuable
1: Yeah, I think it is really valuable too. I think it's unfortunate that there are a lot of therapists that should not be therapists out there, but Mm. for just as many bad ones, I think there's a lot of good ones. So,
0: but so also just one other thing I want to say is that the eight years is like made you so introspective and now you can take those tools and yeah, of course it's good to have someone to talk to still, but like you can take those tools and realize that things aren't immediately because it was you who did it or it was this other person that did it it was just like a circumstance you know what i mean it was just like can you run that back cuz i liked like, it
1: i just i was trying to follow you like
0: it wasn't necessarily anyone's fault or it was both people's fault it was just like a weird set of circumstances that happened to be a situation and we don't need to like hold on to it as being so like lore like it is the canon like high school like I think a lot of people in high school I don't know like I'll I'll still see my friends from high school and if I saw them and I knew some story about some guy I don't think I would really judge them for that anymore because it was high school you know what I mean like
1: it's interesting perspective yeah
0: I, I just I yeah I just think that cause you mentioned that about high school and just like relationships and people doing crazy shit. And like, I definitely saw a lot of that and was engaged in some of it. And, uh, I don't judge myself for being that person when I was in high school, I was so young. I didn't know what I was doing, you know, that's good but you can learn from it. Of course. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to say is that being able to take that detachment step and just not, react whatever it is think about it a little bit and just like all right cool like that happened yeah whatever Mm -hmm. i just think it's important jerry
3: we got to add that to our list of things so we got some things that we say on the podcast (coughs) we say back your shit up protect your ears talk to someone talk to someone that's a good one Mm. talk to someone you trust
1: yeah
0: yeah sorry we went down no it's nice to find good people
1: seriously i think uh Something that I've really been learning. Um, There's a couple of people in my life that I've come across that, because I think therapy is really helpful. Um, Yes, but like there's, I think there's a point, a part of therapy that you tell me, you couldn't tell me somebody hasn't said, well, you're paying this guy to be your friend. So, you know, like how much does it mean? I think at the end of the day, therapy helps, but like what really helps is finding in real life people that are like really good people i just find that like being around good people who talk to you in like uplifting ways or are just kind to you and like not negative and judgmental it can like in and of itself kind of like rewire the way that you relate to yourself because it's like you you kind of are who you are around you know Mm. i think like you know if you're around a bunch of negative people you're gonna probably feel pretty down oh yeah i completely agree so yeah
0: i'm just saying sometimes i even need like outside information from those five people that i really trust and i'm like yeah i trust you guys but also i need like jerry talking to himself but talking himself through like a person who can facilitate that type of deal i don't know i haven't done that in a long time i used to go to therapy and it was super helpful yeah it was like the prep talk for uh you know just how to like deal with certain situations it was like all right it's game time on friday and like how are we gonna go into this how are we gonna think about what's our mindset gonna be going to this like it's just really helpful to envision what the way you're gonna try to act at least
1: and be in that space with like a compassionate ear who like you trust to kind of like go on that journey alongside you you know yeah i don't know i think therapy is just really cool no, it is cool. I honestly should go. <laughs> it's definitely expensive, though. So I guess you can get lucky with insurance too. Like sometimes copays aren't too bad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if insurance co- co- covers it, and like uh, you can only you could be paying like really low copays. It's like pretty doable, I guess. But I guess you have to find the right situation. You yeah, just gotta put it into sure. perspective too, like you know how much
3: do you spend on other things? And then how much do you want to invest in yourself on? Right. Like, cause that's what it's all about. That's what you're doing is like, you're investing in yourself and making yeah. yourself into a yeah. better person. Yeah.
1: hundred percent outside of therapy. Since you brought that up, can I ask like ways that you guys would say that you do that for yourselves? you know what i mean invest in yourself outside yeah, of therapy yeah invest in your well you brought up like just investing in yourself like self care like i'm interested <sighs> to know things that you, you guys do deeper. things that you guys do I'm i just, i remember. just
0: try to push the ball down the court and actually try to think less cuz like i'm just inherently an overthinker nice to meet you and um i just try to push things like you know to, Like the podcast for example I'll just try to like like, let's just keep going and then we'll analyze where we are Mm. and take little helpful hints and stuff Uh, but try not to think about it too much I guess that's kind of like I try to move like a shark just kind of fucking like keep pushing water through the gills because I think like being stagnant same thing with like working out like working out I need to work out more but like it's just a good metaphor for pumping getting things through and out of your system like i think that that's an important thing is to not just let things fester and just to be like all right fuck it we're just gonna keep moving Mm. i don't know if that works for everyone that's kind of like a workaholic mentality like kind of just keep don't think about it just keep going
1: yeah would you say that you guys have like What would you say, if you don't go to therapy, what is your therapy? What would you say serves you in your life in a way where, like, if you didn't have that thing, you might not be in such a good place like where you are now? What helps you?
0: I would say for myself, Mace, I don't know if you want to hop in in here at any point. Uh, I was just going to say, like, my family Mm. and for different issues, each individual person, probably different issues, and then my girlfriend is, like, a huge... uh, you know rock in my life that's awesome
3: yeah super helpful yeah people for sure i mean that's that's definitely top of the list right yeah um back what you asked earlier kind of got me thinking like what do you how do you invest in yourself when you're not you know man i've i've done a lot of thinking and you could come up with a you know million different answers on on that whether it's you know working out daily or you know taking time to be you know Practice gratitude. Like there's, there's a lot of answers you could give, but for me, um, I'm somebody who's very go 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 and all or nothing. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to plan out my day where it's like I get exactly eight hours of sleep, and then when I wake up, I'm like, okay, going right to work. This much time for showering. This much, you know, right? And like, yeah, trying to like textbook. Yeah, like you said, overthinker, right? So when you can kind of like investing your in yourself is meaning to take a step back at some points and just not try and hustle through everything. There's something that's different. I just got back from two weeks in, uh, in Ireland and there's something, yeah, there, there was something that was missing when I was out there from, from my life here. And that's just this constant hustle attitude where we just need to be constantly doing stuff.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And me too. So you feel like restless when you're resting.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I do accepting that you can't always be, productive and you can't always be doing stuff and you know accepting that fact and not holding yourself you know to that much of a of a standard and standards the wrong word but not taking yourself too hard right oh, not being you. so hard on yourself being giving yourself some slack forgiving yourself for when you're not working as much as you want to be and yeah. yeah taking time for yourself
0: one yeah. thing i'd say to to just go off that that I've been thinking about is uh, just saying no to things mm-hmm. that you're just not fully interested like in doing. boundaries. Yeah. Like instead of just being like, we're just going to hustle and do every single thing, opportunity that comes my way, maybe just getting to a point where you're like, actually I just don't want to, I don't like, I don't care if that's a good opportunity or whatever. I just know in my gut and in my heart that I just don't really care about that. So I'm not going to give it my all and yeah. I'm just
3: going to say no to it. I heard this great saying that said, um, when you say no to a lot of things, it makes your yeses more meaningful. Yeah. And that really stuck with me. That's something Tomo was saying. If you're always a yes person, then, you know. It's just hard,
0: though, because I always play devil's advocate where it's like, oh, dude, who knows? Because there's random things in life where you'll say yes to didn't think it was anything special. And then all of a sudden, 10 years down the line, it's like that person that you said yes to for that random event i don't know like that's like that's like the fear yeah anxiety part of me coming out being like i don't know like what if i don't say yes and then i like miss out
1: like the fear of missing out you know that's a huge thing in our generation especially with like social media yeah
0: but Uh mace i mean i i I need a vacation is what i'm trying to say too (laughs) but like it sounds like from your vacation you realize that uh just putting down that hustle dude allows you to just focus on the things you actually i don't know i was sitting
3: sitting in a cafe and just like watching people walk by with sipping a coffee and eating a croissant like Uh straight out of like anthony bourdain shit yeah you know smoking a cigarette not actually but like um Oh, maybe. Um, but no, like, <laughs> <you're> like, <laughs> like so, something that gets lost on me, man, especially when you're in a new place, is like you kind of just like uh, it's the Ferris Bueller thing. If you don't take a second to stop and smell the flowers, or life goes by in a hurry, if you don't stop to look around once in a while, you could miss it. Like, yeah. it's that shit that is never in my head until I'm removed from my current situation that I'm like, oh shit, like I really have been like missing out on everything going on right you just like you take a step back and you're like there are beautiful people walking down the street and look at this old fucking guy who's probably been here the last 20 years every single day reading his paper like it's just i don't know it's just little moments that you kind of catch that yeah for sure
1: definitely i agree you notice things like when you take a step back, it's uh, kind of refreshing. But it's sometimes hard to do because we're like on autopilot. I think a lot, especially if you're grinding all the time. Yeah, you like you ever just catch yourself like, oh shit, I'm like alive right now. Like you're just like, I don't, know, I don't know why it sounded like Matthew McConaughey a little bit there. I didn't, that was not intentional. <laughs> <alive right> <laughs> yeah,
0: no, dude. I, Matthew McConaughey was on the Lex Friedman podcast, listening like 30 minutes. was like, I can't do this. It's like his the voice? way
3: he, no, not his voice, just the way he speaks is like it's his real voice it's not a movie voice it's like his real yeah he's an interesting guy
0: he's interesting for sure but he speaks in like platitudes like i'm like
1: i don't what like it does it just feel like forced like unnatural almost
0: i think it's just how he is and it's kind of cool but i'm kind of like like it it's deep but also doesn't it's shallow in the sense that it doesn't really fully have context i'm like he's cool i think he's cool as fuck like i just i listened to uh like 30 minutes of his podcast was like all right that's i'm good <laughs> like, that i do it. enjoy
1: lex friedman though i think he's, he's great cool. i mean i don't want to cool. get off on a tangent on podcasts but i would like to ask you real quick pretty simple answer like if someone said like please recommend me a podcast like i can only like i only have time for one what would you say is like a podcast you guys have like watched slash seen that you found was like, holy shit, this is cool. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, I'm just curious.
0: I'm probably just going to give a basic ass answer. But I mean, I like uh, Huberman, Andrew Huberman. He does this. He's like a scientist, and neurological. Like the psychedelic op- conversation guy. He's just like a science guy. So he'll go over the subject of. Yeah, like a, you did a episode on mushrooms and like what the clinical trials are of it and like what is actually effective and he just breaks it down and sometimes it's like way too much information like you really got to be in the mindset where you want to hear him get really specific about these details and trying to like optimize your health and like knowing this knowledge and
1: it's dense like chemical compounds. Yeah. Like, like just crazy. Ex- exactly,
0: Like it's really, I think he does a good job of laying it out. At first I was like, I don't know if I like this guy, but give him a chance. He's got really good information. Mm
1: hmm. I think psychedelics are really interesting too but I don't want to I want to ask you what your podcast was. Oh, no, you're good.
3: Um is it like one specific episode or just like
1: Just something you think about like one of your podcasts like you've listened to that you were like damn Dude, producer, fucking- of course. <laughs> 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 no, of course that's <laughs> you failed. That was supposed to be the I know, yeah. Man, I mean I'm split
3: cuz I've listened to quite a few now. Um if you want to get lost in something, I'm going to recommend um Case 67 i think is what it's called hold on i'm gonna confirm exactly what it's called case 73 (laughs) shit it's oscar isaac and um fuck i'm gonna botch this so i'm gonna look this up i've never heard of this 73 is it one of those
0: podcasts where it's like uh almost like a audio book
3: yeah so it's a it's a story here we go um julianne moore and oscar isaac um there. And essentially Oscar Isaac is from the future. Julianne Moore is, um, a psychiatrist who's trying to determine if he's crazy or not. And it's about 10 episodes, probably like an hour and a half, two hours, listen to it on a long drive. And it is, it is fucking gripping, man. It's so interesting. Cause he's trying to convince her that he's from the future. And he said, and she's like, well, what's going to happen when you convince me? He's like, you're going to like save the world. Oh shit. It's like you're going to carry out this task that like I need you to do. I can't be the one to do it. You have to do it. And it's yeah, it's it's really cool. I would recommend that one. That's I've never that sounds like something like really unique like a lot of stuff hasn't been created like that. No, and and they do a really good job with just kind of the the scenery, like when they're in, um, like a cafe, you can hear people kind of talking around, and mm, if they're in, it's like, like the theater of the, the interview mind room, type yeah, of dude, no, I love it's that. Really yeah. cool. Yeah. You can hear every emotion, like just a slight gasp of, like, oh fuck, like, yeah. It's.
0: I, I would recommend that it, one. Is it an accompaniment to another form of
3: media, or is this the main? it's it's uh this is the main thing okay cool yeah adapted from uh i think they did it in portuguese first Mm. so it's Mm. a portuguese story and they have a couple different um seasons but in the english it's just the one and
1: it's really good
3: wow nice
1: that's super cool
3: nice yeah i haven't gotten
0: in like that that's like a whole nother type of podcast that i haven't found really good ones in but
1: sounds like a like almost like a like a fiction novel or something. it is no
3: it's like science fiction but yeah. they do it all in such a way that it's not like somebody's narrating just reading an audiobook it's like they're two characters and you like it was like a yeah, movie without a without it, a video exactly right yeah exactly
1: right that's pretty cool yeah i've never i didn't even know things like that existed I, i'd be definitely down to check it out definitely it sounds like long drive like you could get locked yeah that's exactly what it is you know what's
0: yeah. interesting to me is that uh podcasts are still called podcasts because it was just like the Kleenex effect. It's like, oh, like we call tissue paper, Kleenex because it's like the brand. Mm-hmm. But podcasts could be it's just basically recorded audio. you right. know what I mean? It could be whatever you want it to be. It could be radio, it could be like a book on tape, it could be an interview. Mm-hmm. But I don't they still haven't gotten away from the Apple aspect that it was for ipods to download them to
1: oh i never even thought about i didn't that. put that together either yeah
0: when they came out it was like oh here's like this radio show and you can download it as a podcast to your iPod so you can listen to it later. Yeah, before we had like five G and stuff, where like you can a broad just stream broadcast it. for your iPod. I yeah, yeah, but that. it was downloaded. A podcast.
1: So. Damn, that's like that's like realizing at twenty five you figured out what AM and PM was. Like, damn, <laughs> how does that shit work,
0: <laughs> dude? That's what I'm saying. They're not like they're not like trying to rebrand it either. Like Spotify's like podcasts. It's not like
1: anyone's even saying like what a- I don't know. But that's crazy. Apple's reach, like its influence, like they've literally that's like so cool to be responsible for like coining a term of yeah. a medium
2: yeah just I know.
1: wild
0: i know it's cool i mean at the end of the day i feel like it's radio or at least kind of what we do here is kind of more radio yeah.
1: you guys um. ever done things outside of like production like like our producers like like have you ever thought of like like a a bobby lee like some funny shit like have you ever guys done i interviewed
0: (laughs) i interviewed my friend trash he's part of a band called totally cash so it was still a musician and he was also in the audience trash his name's trevor but his name's trash (laughs) um but like he's real funny um i've been thinking like there's this dude uh who does like lasers for like laser light shows for uh concerts and stuff and like Ooh. that's cool because it's like adjacent to producers and stuff and people who dj and whatnot like trying to get more people like that who are adjacent to the scene no would comedy be, would be cool for me but I yeah listen, no
3: i listen to comedy though yeah, too. some good comedy too. Uh, Boys yeah. cast baby Dis- listen to a boys lot boys cast boys cast with ryan long he's uh he was ryan long was actually just on jre like couple ryan long I, why do i know who that is uh, he's a canadian comedian is he um, what hair color uh it's like curly like kind of like light brown hair um you said ryan long yeah comedy was, podcasts are the best dude, dude right? i their their podcast is so funny and it is it, it's probably because it's like you know how south park was offensive in like the 90s <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. as like yeah it's like that in the 2023 so or like shane yeah, gillis type of viewer discretion is
1: advised oh, yeah but, dude that shit's shane Shane Gillis is good. I really like watching, like, Theo Vaughn and, like, Bob yeah, Lee.
0: me oh, too. Um,
1: I could even watch those Joe Rogan compilations where he's talking to someone who's funny and they're just dying laughing and shit. Oh, yeah, no. Just I could, I could, like, whenever I'm, like, around my house, like, cooking or, like, doing anything, like, I usually just put my phone on YouTube and just do, like, a... Like there, there's the clips, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Like the ten minute. There's actually like I actually despise reaction channels for the most part. Like I just think they're kind of annoying, especially someone talking over something. But there are these two black guys who go by Frankenstein's Lab, and they are just stoned out of their mind on their couch watching <laughs> videos. And I swear I probably watch like ten of their videos a day. It's like I, they're watching. It's like you Family heard? Guy clips. Family and like, Guy, like racist yeah, Family I've Guy. Seen those um, dude. Bert Kreischer actually, they like, did a reaction to Bert. Kreischer doing like the Russian machine story I guess and he saw them laugh he saw their video and he brought them on to his podcast and it kind of helped them like get going but uh Mm, that's they just they watch like a lot of Louis CK a lot of Bill Burr like some of my favorite comedians and they're just like they just die laughing uh so I don't know I would definitely if you like need a good laugh or if you're having a bad day like those guys will lift your spirits real quick
0: oh yeah going back to what you were saying dude laughing Like there was there was a period of time where I was like, dude, I just need to listen to some people talk about like funny shit or like make me laugh like that is healing.
1: (laughs) Yes, it is.
0: Like just not getting sucked into too seriousness of a life. No, I think that's important, too.
1: Yes, I think we need to be careful like what we consume. I don't understand how people like watch the news all the time. I think it perpetuates like a lot of negativity. Oh my god! Do you guys did you guys ever go through a phase where you watch the news? I I listened. I listened to like a good like
0: what I feel is a good news source, and it's it's good to hear about. But I remember I have to limit it to like maybe once a week, and I've I've been listening to it more lately. I think it's fucking with me. Because it's like I'm informed, but I'm also just like...
3: Dude, even just like local depressing. news, man. Dude. Like the Chicago, like if you make the mistake on going like oh. WGN's like Chicago crime oh, news, yeah, you're no. just like, dude, this world's going to shit, man. Dude, like, yeah. the,
0: the the Citizen app, I remember my girlfriend downloaded it. Andy, shout out. <laughs> shout out Andy. <laughs> uh, and it was like two blocks away, like car is on fire and I'm like Dude, what? We
3: can't oh, even go outside.
0: Bad, yeah, it's dude, Don't download that. It's it's bad. Just yeah, yeah. be ignorant. If there's <laughs> something, if
3: there's something that's important enough for everybody to know in the news, like you'll probably hear p- people talk about it. Like, yeah, it's lit. I don't know.
0: No, it just talking about this right now is making me realize I was listening to the news today and I was just like, there was like another oil spill and the oh. Yellowstone, like a uh, fucking the coup of
1: Russia. I'm just like, dude, oh my, I can't hear about this. I'd honestly prefer difference. to like read about something. Cause I feel like, like reading is like going through, like if you're, this is a good way to put it. If you're like reading something that happened it's like you're going through whole foods and like taking a piece of cheese and you're just trying a sample but if you're like watching the news you're like stuffing the (laughs) block in your mouth and you're like fuck i didn't want this yeah but i think it's just it's it's like you have the ability to put the well maybe we don't have the ability to put the phone down as easily as we think all the Mm -hmm. time but i think like if you're reading it you can kind of just and okay uh, let's go back to pod or whatever or something like that yeah you know
0: that's another fruit of mine it's just feeding into the noise but anyway we're not gonna talk about that no (laughs) no
1: this is good bro this is good that you guys give people the
0: opportunity to like do this this is so chill it is chill dude this has been a good one in the sense that we've we've gone down just we've gotten to the point in the podcast where we're just having good combo yeah it's not really like pointed towards anything but i I was just going to
1: say we should wrap it up. Yeah, probably it's probably what can, we, Where we should, are we at right now? Can I ask?
3: Uh, we're actually at um coming up on 2 hours here soon. Damn. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so,
3: we m- should I, I, I'd love to listen to a beat real quick.
1: Yeah, let's we could can do on rapid fire too beat? if yeah. we want. Yeah, let me just real quick, let me look at the file I sent you cuz obviously I sent you 10. <laughs> Uh, come and prepared. I appreciate that. Sure, man. Um, I, I I really like appreciate this opportunity to come over Dude, here. it's better than what I had.
3: Man, Jerry was like, "Yo, do you have any like songs you want to play on the pot?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> no."
0: But that was so fitting too. That was before we even did it with video. Yeah, I remember. I think we. I think I tried to record it and something happened. Yeah,
3: it was like too dark or something. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, my camera settings were whack. <laughs>
1: so. I was gonna no. I think I'm gonna have to do this. Just play Adult Swim. Yeah, okay, just can. one. Yeah. Because okay, so let me, really quick, let me just say there is a drop in here that when I made and this is by the way, this is a Kilroy drum pack that I made this with. Um, there's a drop in here that I'll I'll you'll obviously realize when it's coming, but it reminds me of an Adult Swim bump, like you know how they play like oh flying? yeah yeah. So look I love out those. for it because this is probably one of my favorite beats I've made in the past year. Just pay, just fucking vibe. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah.
0: Was that a tag? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dude, that's sample. Oh beautiful sample. God. Uh, all right so the bump is right at the strawberry
2: (laughs)
1: yeah, definitely one yeah, of my favorite gee, beats I've made. Damn. All
0: right. That's a good way for people to just... You, you said that these are
1: on SoundCloud, so you can check these out. So, yeah. Everything I did for that beat set, that's all SoundCloud stuff that will probably never make it on a project. For the SP404
0: set. The, the SP404 set.
1: set. Yeah, okay. That, that you guys just listened to, is part of a project that is coming out this summer. It's actually a joint project that Kilroy and I are doing together. Oh, let's go. It's a beat tape so cool. it's actually gonna be my first ever like project release even even before a rap album so it's gonna be a beat tape with kilroy and i so i'm so excited fuck yeah like
0: on the on the distribution like through spotify yes. that's to- all yeah, okay.
1: the, the, the whole nine it's gonna be on all major streaming nice dude that that's like
0: the, those are like my favorite beats to listen to when i'm just like outside walking around so
1: so nice it's fun just shuffle through let it let it play um yeah yeah so sick I will say not that you asked, but, uh, I do have actually a rap. I'm not, we're not going to list to it obviously, but, uh, I do have a song and it's going to be my first single, like second single ever undergoing somewhere. It's going to be coming out probably in the next three weeks and it's called, um, cocktails and ayahuasca (laughs) And, and it's featuring, uh, this guy out of, um, Baltimore. Um, his name is humble. He goes by humble elder. So, uh, I made the beat and I rap on it and he, he's, he's on it too. So, um, yeah, be on the lookout for that because it's so sick. Are
0: lo-fi people just like wise? Like, I feel like that's how like lo-fi people come <laughs> off. They're just like, <laughs> like sages or something. I don't
1: know. Well, is it a misconception? Cause here's the interesting thing about lo-fi, um, and people that I meet who make lo-fi. Anime is a massive part of lo-fi. Oh yeah. What do you like? Okay, so I actually have never been into anime. I don't have a problem with it. I like. I've just never it, n- it never hit me. The phase never hit me. I've checked some of it out, and I was like, "Damn, this is cool." But there are some people who are like diehard anime people, and I'm guess I'm curious. Like, anime seems to me like a pretty deep.
0: It goes deep. Art, like it's it, yeah. there's
1: deep there's deep concepts. There's a bunch
0: of different styles that different people are into too
1: right so i guess i'm i'm i don't know i don't i don't like know anything about anime i think it seems like a lot of lo-fi now that you mentioned it like i was asking him earlier but you've listened to like the like chilled cow lo-fi girl hip-hop thing right yeah i feel like if you listen to all those beats they're all intensely emotional like you, you can get sucked into like a place of just like you feel like the raw emotions through the music and i think uh I don't know if all lo-fi people are wise, but I think a lot of lo-fi people are emotionally sensitive.
0: I think there's a lot of wisdom in anime, just to like go back to what you were saying. Yeah. I think that there are a lot of lessons and stuff. So um, I found
3: something here. Oh, on an article. Um, in 2017, a form of down-tempo music called chill-hop or lo-fi hip-hop became popular on YouTube music streamers. Um, one DJ Ryan Celsius theorized that they were inspired by nostalgia for commercial bumpers used by Toonami and Adult Swim in the 2000s and mm. this created a cross section of people that enjoyed both anime and wavy hip hop beats Okay, I could
0: see that Toonami that nostalgia yeah because in the Toonami when they would have commercials I think that they would have music and then it would be like a clip of DBZ like what happened that week and mm. it's like goku yelling or something so like it almost like was
1: what's toonami if you don't mind i don't
0: toonami is like oh. uh cartoon network it was T-
1: yeah how do you sp- toonami like how do you tune
0: so- like t-o-o-n-a-m-i i think okay but it was yeah. basically like this you know how like uh you know Nick Alodian would be like Nick at Night at one point. It was like that. I don't remember what time they, of the dude, day it was. They at.
3: played like all kinds of shit like the old Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon or like Pokemon like Dragon those, Ball Z. Yeah, yeah, dude, like all those like deep cuts of like I don't know, probably more like Japanese like style like animation and mm-hmm. like TV shows that kind of got dubbed for English.
0: And there like, was a like the the dude <laughs> There was like a narrator. who was this Dude on a ship he was like an android and he'd be like watch out for uh whatever like the next episode of something and uh honestly if we could pull up like a yeah tsunami oh, I clip, got that, that would bold. be sick. Yeah, 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 but yeah. i would just just to like talk about the the anime thing and also just to not put you in a box i don't think all you make is lo-fi either no. like lo-fi is like a specific thing but there I do hear a lot of anime stuff and like I'm a vanilla anime guy I like the Ghibli films like Studio Ghibli films I like the Samurai Champloo and like Cowboy Bebop those are like that's one of the only ones I've
1: ever seen is Cowboy Bebop
0: yeah it's super well done the art style is really cool sometimes I'll see videos of this uh Instagram channel called Retro Sci-Fi Art and they'll just have like these random animes that I've never seen and it'll be just be like a five second gif of like some crazy shit. I'm like, dude, I want to watch that. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it I watch for the art, but there is some deep dialogue, especially if you, I mean, I'm a dub guy. That's going to be controversial. I like watching the stuff that's dubbed to English. So I don't have to think about it, but I know some people are going to be like, What do you mean you don't watch the Japanese subs or like with the English subs?
3: Like, what are you doing? It depends on what you're watching. I feel like what was that movie Parasite? right? Yeah. Uh, I heard like, that one like won a bunch of awards. Yeah. So like that's the, like the or, or Squid Game. Even. Squid like, Game. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh oh my, yeah, God, my God. How God. nuts was that?
1: That was yeah. fucking insane. But dude. like
3: they they the way that they say stuff like the English one did not
1: care. <laughs> I to, like, watched whatsoever. the dub and I was no. like this is
0: bad. And a lot of people were like you have to rewatch. I was like dude yeah. I don't even care. I just I got the bunk version. I don't care. It's fine.
1: <laughs> well that reminds me of what you were saying like <laughs> I feel like a lot of people would disagree with this because maybe I'm just lazy, but like I like really enjoyed watching Narcos, but I really didn't enjoy reading subtitles for like everything. Mm. Especially because like sometimes when I watch shows, I'm kind of like in the middle of something. Like I'm doing something, but I'm watching it. I guess that's kind of weird sounding actually now that I say it out loud, but I like, I like to be able to like be mobile when I'm watching a show and like, I don't know. I'm just like, uh, what did he say there? It's just kind of like, I don't know. Do you guys ever watch Narcos or finish oh, it? Oh yeah. I haven't watched and finished it, but it's yeah. primarily subtitles. That's a lot of Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, with the low, with the anime thing, um, I think it's really cool. Uh, what you were, what you looked up, just like how it kind of like, it found this like group of people and who like it. Cause I know that with adult swim, I was never involved in that era as a kid. Like, but there are chat rooms, like and Reddit, like Reddit people talking about, Oh man, like I missed the days. Like it's really on YouTube actually that I've seen it in the comments. Like there will be a, there's so a, deep, deep world of adult swim bumps on YouTube you can find. And they're fucking like Dilla beats and like fucking just everything is so sick and it's so good. And people in the comments are telling stories like, Oh man, it's crazy after this show, after this show. And then like all of a sudden this music would come on Yeah, and they, it just, it helped acclimate like people to a sound that like they wouldn't have found otherwise. And Mm. I just think that's such a cool, like it's so cool what you can do with media like the culture pushed the music and not the other mm-hmm. way
0: around. Right. Like that's, right. that's pretty cool. I feel like adult swim was almost in some ways like the, what came after Toonami. Cause the adult swim actually like revived Toonami and they made it part of like the adult swim thing or it was right up before. Yeah, like you could adult still swim. watch
3: like Samurai Jack. like Yeah. Like they brought it back some
0: for yeah. some of that stuff. Do we have like a a tsunami
3: clip, bro? I was like plus looking plus for ability. some, but eh, YouTube's pretty. Wait, uh, in an episode, we're probably
0: gonna get it. Like, it's gonna get copywritten yeah. or something. That's anyway. exactly
1: cool. what I was gonna say. I was actually glad that you didn't ask me to play more of the beats I sent because five or six of them have acapellas on them. No, mm. and I'm like. Could I even play that, or would y'all n- get copyright? If
0: they're not, no. If they're not like uh, registered with like a distribution company, and you can't just like, no, like shazam them real quick, YouTube's probably not going to pick up on it. And the fact that we're not getting like a lot of views, like we'll yet. yet, yet, yeah, yet, for sure, you guys are on your way. But I'm just saying, like, I think you know, it's mostly if it can get scraped. Like immediately if the if it can get like Shazammed, then it's
1: like. Eh. You guys would probably get copyrighted if you put a video in there. I'm sure you would. Yeah, like two. I Maybe haven't really I, this
3: out. I did find something actually. I
1: haven't
0: Sh- learned. Shit. It's okay. We can run it. I don't yeah, even well, care. This no, point. this
3: is like a huge throwback, dude. Like here, I'll just kind of pull this up for you guys real quick. Like, oh, uh, I don't know. I can't really we see. need a better method. <laughs> yeah, we gotta. You know what we gotta do is we gotta get that um tv going but like like this yeah. shit right here right like they just old school ass cartoons like hold on. yeah like guys like in the he fucking man? like yeah he that? man yeah and like in that vein dude i fuck i might go home and like actually <laughs> yeah
0: been some out. cartoons yeah. um yeah man the new Samurai Jack was crazy. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and also Primal Fire. I I like never, animated things. I've never
1: delved into that world, and I feel like I'm missing out, I guess. Uh, I don't know.
0: It's just uh, it's, it's. a different thing. I know some people that are just like, ah, I don't really like animated things. And I'm like, that's fine.
1: Uh, I I. I don't feel that way. I guess it's just anime, because like, I've gotten into BoJack Horseman before. I never finished it, but like, I really like that.
0: I'll just say that there's some anime where it's like,
1: Bojack's no, I'm just, I'm no, not saying uh, no, anime. I, no. I, I just know. I wanted to just clear that. Yeah,
0: I'm just yeah, no. Like great show. I've watched some episodes. Um, I, I just wanted to put a pin in it that like some anime is like real hardcore. Like I hardcore. don't understand it. Hardcore in the sense that it's real obscure and uh just so many episodes potentially or the concept's so out there that it's almost built on like other anime concepts you just you've gone like down i don't know i I don't even know like a good show to be like that's a a
3: deep hardcore anime show but um oh dude um was my buddy was telling me about this uh he said they're on episode like 1300 or something yeah one piece dude thank you yeah Yes. It's some real
1: deep. niche diehard Fucking fans. I'm sure insane, in that community, dude. I actually yeah. I used to deliver pizza in park Ridge and, uh, they had me go hand out flyers at the anime conventions over at like the Rosemont convention center. And I swear, like it was so interesting to see how big of a community of people. Oh, it's are. it's dope. Yeah. It, it, it was, I'd never, it's like all the people you'd never seen in your life before all coming together. Like, it's just interesting. This like a really big community of people.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Um, I'm halfway in. I'm halfway. like
1: I'm like like my
0: foot's in my, the door. Yeah, exactly. My feet are wet a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um all right. So, I got to ask you my wrap-up question.
1: Yes, go ahead.
0: We talked about some concerts you went to in the start, uh, you know, your first concert, but what what was like the game-changer concert? Like show that you went to where you were like, "Damn, I got to I got to upgrade." <sighs> or like I got to do better. <laughs> Or whatever you saw, so and you were that just changed like, changed you, or yeah, they changed because best, that, best concert that you were just like, wow, that was insane.
1: Uh, Mike, this guy Mike. was telling oh, yeah, you, you about before, yeah, so yeah, he yeah. is out of uh, he is, I think he's from Brooklyn, like Bedsty. I know that they, I think they all live there now and around that area, but uh, Mike got put, I think, um, Mike, like, I think Earl Sweatshirt discovered him. I don't want to give earl the like props for um finding mike or anything maybe he did maybe he didn't i don't know the story so i can't speak on it but i know that earl became friendly with him and i think he um definitely like it they influenced there was like an influence of sound there and uh i went and saw mike at sleeping village here oh Oh, shit oh yeah yeah, yeah. and i was like right there and uh i came i drove three hours from champagne to go (laughs) and i came yes (laughs) (laughs) oh my Uh, god (laughs) yeah bad choice uh, bad timing um this is when like hopefully my mom's not listening yep um (laughs) sorry we're in the second hour she's probably she probably tuned out yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, she no, not only the real people are listening at this point. Yeah, they, they're probably laughing. So, but no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you came downtown. I came downtown and no, I went to sleeping village and I saw him and, uh, you know, um, it's kind of weird, but I, I got there early and I went in the bathroom. Um, I'm just like taking a piss and this like big dude pops up next to me, like at the, the urinal, like one of the urinals next to me. And I was just like, you know, taking a piss or whatever. And I just like, I could like see out of the corner of my eye that this guy looked familiar and it was Mike, it was him. And I was like, I hate, I'm not one of those people that like is f- like super star struck, but like, I definitely was like, Oh my God, like that's fucking, cause this guy is like, I just think he's one of a kind and I just think he's so good. And, um, anyway, like I was washing my hands. I was like, yo, I just want to let you know, um, I love the way you carry yourself like i think it's the coolest thing about you and he like really appreciated it and i told him that i came from like a far way to see him and uh just his energy during the show his stage presence the way that he carries himself the things he talks about he he, a lot of what he talks about i think is speaking to the black experience which obviously i as a white person don't relate to but on a deeper level there's just like recall like trauma and being a being like a person and healing and a lot of the stuff he talks about I can relate to and I um, I just I love what he does and um, it was just so cool to see him the way that he engages with the audience not like he doesn't jump in the crowd it's just like the way that the way his stage presence is immaculate and I think I kind of like got my stage presence that I currently have now from him I think I learned it from him and I just think he's uh, he's incredible um, I really wish we could like listen to one of his tracks because yeah. he he's had a huge impact on me
0: what's what's a track that for people to go listen to?
1: well, one of the big deal ones that everyone probably knows who does know about him is called evil eye um but I would probably say what's home like it's parts one and part two, but it's just what's home one forward slash two. It's insane. Check it out. Oh, yeah. I'm not even going to... Definitely. I have no... And
3: for anybody that isn't
1: familiar with Sleeping Village, if you're in Chicago,
3: go see somebody there. It is like... It's this tiny little venue in the back of like a bar restaurant and it's just a bar (laughs) but like it's... I don't know, maybe twice the size of this room. The stage is maybe just three feet up from the ground. Like it is the most intimate venue I've probably ever seen somebody at. Mm, yep. And yeah, the energy in there would get wild. Like, Yeah you need to be like a really good performer to be able to handle a room like that. Cause yeah. it's, it's probably a pretty intimidating. That's that small. It's small and you're right fucking there with everybody and mm. like dollar PBRs too. At least the one time I went like, dude,
1: yeah, it's a good time. School. It's a That'll real help. good time. So definitely like, if you're listening to this, give him a, give him a listen. Cause, uh, he's just so unique. So. Bird. Well,
0: dude we uh i think we hit the finish line or we're about to yeah um normally i do shout outs but i think we've just shouted out people throughout the show um unless there is anyone that you just specifically would
1: like to shout out yeah there is um i'd like to shout out like the entire um duck world community i'd like to shout out lasers um deesky the illegal uh percy notes um uh, fuck i'm gonna definitely forget people damo noxtra like i all these people um Ace spade like i just met a bunch of nice people recently um i know some of these guys just pretty much everybody i've met if i didn't shout you out i mean i meant to say your name and then um shout out my coworker tammy because uh, she's cool that's about uh, shout it out tammy. yeah
0: um where can people find you
1: um I'd say like the main way to find me is my Instagram going underscore somewhere, somewhere spelled with a U. And then, um, as I said, the stuff I did on the 404 set, that's all on my SoundCloud, either my SoundCloud account, or actually if you go to who I'm following, there's a Lucas account. It was like my account before I was going somewhere. Most of the music I played today was from that account. And then, um, on the the
0: SP set. Yeah. The
1: SP set was actually stuff that I, when I went by Lucas, just by my name, that was, um, kind of where you can find me, but mainly I would just say, go to my Instagram and then you can kind of find everything that I've done from there. Be on the lookout for cocktails at ayahuasca, the single coming out in a couple weeks or a few weeks, and then look out for the B tape I'm doing with Kilroy and Prada is eventually coming out December too. So yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I think that might've been the longest
0: podcast we've done.
1: Mm, Hopefully it's not a big deal.
0: No, it's, I don't, I don't even want to edit it. I like that's it. So I cool. like it the way it's actually. even with yeah.
1: even with the dog coming and barking. That was sick. I <laughs> when I peed. That. Oh, dude, yeah, keep it in here. You no, because no. it gets real. It's silent. It's like, well, that was weird, or this is weird. <laughs> and, uh, you gotta keep that in there. <laughs> Maybe we'll keep it. That's cool. Well, thank you. I just want to say thank you, for all Thank for, like, you. Yeah, this was really thanks nice. For coming on, man. This was a pleasure. Yeah. yeah, this was thanks for bringing
0: some incense. Absolutely.
1: I know you can't smell it, but shout out. It uh, good. I will shout. That's the last shout out. tricola I'm not getting paid for this. I'm just doing it. Chicola Tr- Lavender Fields, like this is real deal. That's so, that good shit? Yeah. How do you know when an incense is
0: good? Like, is there like bad shit to be burning?
1: Not bad, but have you ever seen like, um? there's like a really generic brand of, that's like Nag Champa, I think is like the original, like the, one of the most popular oh, flavors. Oh, I think I've got a bunch it's of like their blue, stuff. It's like blue, right? Yeah, or but no. the sticks, yes, yes, it's yeah. blue. You. It. They're just the most common. I just, I think they're like, Sorry if you'd like these. I like them, but I think once I've gotten to like explore incense, I think they're kind of like the Walmart of incense. These are more like at least like Reebok.
0: Okay. Cause I'll, I'll go to Dollar Tree. <laughs> I'll go to Dollar Tree and see like a pack of incense. I'm like, what chemicals am I burning in this? Like, mm. you know, I don't know. But don't then again, know. incense don't seem like
1: they have to be very expensive to make. No. I would actually like to make my own. I think that would be cool. But I just think, like, recently aromatherapy, I've really gotten into it. Mm. Oh, yeah. You do, like, the the water No, aromatherapy, thing. just how therapeutic just it is to okay. have a scent. Like, if I'm walking around yeah. and I don't have a scent, I feel like there's something missing. Oh, wow. Probably. I walk
0: around, I feel like I smell, I smell like shit half the time. So, like, my scent, <laughs> I literally just smell like B.O. Like, if you got close to me, I might smell bad. <laughs> oh, shit. You got
3: That's your bad. feet hanging out and everything, man. Come Dude, my feet now. are yeah. dirty. <laughs> My feet aren't even clean. Come on, sorry. let's see that again. Hang on, hang on. We uh, one more time. Yeah, there we, we go. There's the like <laughs> they're gross.
0: Actually, I'm sorry. I like I don't even think about it. But I just all the guests just get to see my foot, like my toe just coming over this little thing. Anyway, sorry that I subject people to that.
1: Well, who's your next guest? Lastly, we
0: don't know yet. That is to be determined. Hmm. I mean, I'm. We'll see we'll see yeah
1: <laughs> we'll just put it that way would you ever do a podcast where someone like does like someone interviews you in your spot and you are actually getting a chance to do an interview
0: yeah i'd actually we we've been thinking about that you should it's great. Great. I i need to like release some more music and then we'll do it like okay. i've been releasing singles but maybe if we get to a point where i'm just like all right we need to that's dope now that sounds yeah. cool bro it'd be fun mace would probably just do it it'd be like all the people that I'll ask all the
3: prying <laughs> questions that yeah. yeah what was your coolest experience in life this <laughs> is bad no questions. but i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it the same way you ask i'm gonna be like so we have a question that we, that we ask, always ask. We always yeah. ask the guest and that is
0: yeah yeah that is how i do it you're yeah. right i didn't even think about that <laughs> do not change uh, it dude that's <laughs> your
3: that's your calling card man
0: hell yeah uh, All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, um, we appreciate you. Peace out. Later.